0: What's up, sifters, and welcome to Game Face, episode 356 on Sifted Games at sifted.net. I'm Shane Satterfield, your humble host for the next couple of hours of awesome video game discussion. And alongside me to do that is awesome person number two, Matt Kyle. What's up, Matt? Oh, not much. A little bit of a false start there for a little bit. Now
1: you can hear my brilliant observations about the door in the open. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, there was just this little button on our mixer that had been pressed because I went and shot Pactor Factor with the soundboard over the last week. And during the travels, something hit a button that was lowering Matt's mic. But I think we got it all figured out now. Uh, Matt, how's your, uh, your week been?
1: All right. Um, mostly been playing various things, trying to ignore the fact that I'm not playing Starfield. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> It's tough. Yeah, well, it's, normally I don't care that much because it's like, oh, it comes, you know, the codes go out, like, what, three days or something mm-hmm. before, but this has been two over two weeks.
0: I'm very thankful and for that. Just, that I've oh, had... I mean, it's the right thing to do <laughs> for the game,
1: but it's just like yeah. the, the other right thing to do would have been to give you two codes. Yeah. But, um, you know, meanwhile, I will say that, like, Despite, like, the I haven't seen any leaked illicit footage pop up in my feed because I certainly haven't gone looking for it. I haven't seen it pop up until yesterday when the the video about somebody only able to run 10 minutes away from the ship thing came up. But people have been pretty restrained considering, other than, like, you know, yeah, there really
0: haven't been any major
1: leaks. Then some, like, influencer kids kind of doing this, like, oh, game title redacted is so good, you guys. And I'm just like, oh, I wasn't even alive when Morrowind came out. I'll make you not alive now, you piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, but like, it's just—it's you know—it's yeah. been pretty restrained, pretty restrained overall. Even with that forty-minute leak, I haven't seen that spontaneously show up anywhere. Yeah, um, you know, not that I went looking for it. Or yeah,
0: day, I haven't but. seen any leaks, honestly. Like other than I saw the reports no. about the. The one you just talked about. Yeah, I will it. say
1: that this morning, um, like Starfield derangement syndrome, seems to have hit Twitter pretty hard.
0: It hit David Jaffe um, today.
1: Yeah, I saw. I saw that after you mentioned it when you got here. Uh, I didn't see that before, but I did see. I saw. It's a bunch of people. If you look in their histories, their timelines, that they're all Sony fanboys. Mm. The console wars around this thing that have it's started crazy run, have been bizarre because I a. I mean, how many years has it been since Sony fans had anything to be jealous of right. on the Xbox? side? It's been a while. Some of them are young enough that they've never lived through this before, so that's true. right? They're, you know?
0: they're going through some things.
1: Yeah. And um, <laughs> But some of it's just like, it's bizarre. Like, I mean, yeah, they've been pushing the whole, like, you can only run 10 minutes in one direction thing. But the weird one is people who are saying that... The exploration they claimed in the game was a lie because you can't <laughs> land on gas giants, and it's like I don't know how go hard you got. I don't know how hard you got to fail a science class to be disappointed you can't land on Jupiter, yeah, because uh, that's not going to end well for you. I'm just just so you know, yeah. Um, but that that's my favorite like weird thing about how oh it's it's a terrible game because you can't land on gas giants. That's go back to school. Yeah, there's a uh, so yeah, there's definitely this is heating up in a way that i haven't seen the console it's wars do in a while and it's weird now like yeah like it's it's like the political discourse styles have like leaked into this now Gaming. and like yeah like i saw somebody claiming that all xbox fans want to eradicate playstation fans <laughs> and remove playstation from the industry oh, and i'm geez. like what's wrong with you? Well, I think like, that
0: was maybe spurred on by the comment that Microsoft made about how they could spend PlayStation out of the business if they wanted to. Yeah. I mean, that would be my guess. If you're a Sony that's pony. That's also how PlayStation got into the business. So <laughs> Right. If you're a Sony pony though, and you hear that, that is like DEF CON 5. Mm. <laughs> that is like your yeah, worst fears.
1: Very silly. <laughs> it's really funny. But like, it's, it's been, it's entertaining, I guess, but it's yeah. just bizarre. Um, and it's so, it's like I said, it's, yeah, and I know was it uh, Phil is saying like, oh, this is the this is the the starting gun and like a big big you know because he's trying to really play it up is mm-hmm. like we're finally going to start putting games out. <laughs> yeah, he even admitted he's like last year was not acceptable. Like, yeah, it was, it was, and I'm like, no, it wasn't. or really know?
0: the year before that, and yeah, the year before that. Well, the last
1: year... year was the disappointing one because they, you know, I mean, Star they literally, F- literally had nothing. They literally had Starfield's release date for last year engraved in metal <laughs> in, in the trailer. In the trailer, the trailer you know? yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, I, I understand that, but like it's yeah. it's weird because it's like this is this phase is going to be different but also in the sense of like the weirdos who fight over this shit are going to get elevated in a way that you haven't seen them be since Mm -hmm. the
2: 360
0: yeah Uh, what happened with Jaffe today was that he tweeted a review for Starfield and I came across it and I was like dude why would you break embargo and I replied to him like how would you feel if, like, back in the God of War 2 days, if I broke embargo for my review of God of War 2? And he just wrote back, like, I'd be devastated, and I would blah, blah, blah. But as it turns out, it was a lie. He didn't have Starfield at all. I don't have all day to sit on freaking Twitter and go research every frickin' tweet. And he was a, supposed to be a joke. There was no sarcasm mm-hmm. tag. There was no hint at all in his tweet that it was fake or it was a joke or it was be, he was being sarcastic. And... The tweet had been viewed like 300,000 times. How many of those people, Matt, do you think were like, hmm, I'm going to go to David Jaffe's Twitter feed and look through the last 500 tweets of his and like figure out if he's telling the truth. No, people are going to be like, oh, he didn't like Starfield.
1: That sucks. Like, well, I don't, I mean, I'm looking at it right now and I don't understand what the funny part is. There's nothing funny about it. I mean, later he says, he quote tweeted it and said, oh, I meant Seinfeld. Right. Which if you read it, That doesn't work. It kind of does in the sense he's like, oh, ending was what what the fuck? I don't really understand the the overall theme, but I kind of get it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the ending of Seinfeld is sort of like. Yeah, I don't actually know. I wasn't Um, a big Seinfeld fan, but. I wasn't, but my dad was. So I've seen all of Seinfeld up to the finale and like, yeah, the finale is sort of like. That's, that's actually a valid review of the Seinfeld finale, yeah. but I don't know how you're supposed to put that together from the tweet. It was a desperate it's play. It's like anti-humor or yeah. something. It was a desperate play for attention. Let's just be honest. I mean, it's looking for enga- anything posting about Starfield today is looking for engagement. Yeah. And that's that. Because so anyway. there, there are some small people I've never heard of breaking
0: embargo today.
1: That's crazy. Which is, And they're going to say small again. people yeah. Yeah, if they do exactly. that. So,
0: so anyway, he and I went back and forth a couple times. Um, but anyway, he posted a fake review of Starfield. Do not not believe his review, he ended up not getting code because I think, too, is like somebody said to me, like It's David Jaffe, he's a developer. No, he's not a developer anymore, he covers the games industry, he he's does a, he's a podcasts streamer. just like us. Like, there is reason to believe he would have Starfield. And in fact, knowing him, knowing the industry, he, if he really pushed it, he could probably get review code for most games if he really wanted yeah, it. Probably. So, it's totally plausible. Luna, <laughs> Luna's crying, Luna's screaming out yeah. in the hallway, and I don't know what Luna, yeah. so anyway. That was an interesting start to my day. In the midst of trying to get ready for this show, I ended up getting in a back and forth with Jaffe on Twitter about his fake review of Starfield. So anyway, it's been a crazy week, Matt. Yep. I've been working my butt off for you people, man. Like, I'm just being honest with you. Like, I've been trying to create three weeks worth of content in one week because I have to make the content for the week that you're watching now, and I have to make all the content for the rest of this week and all of next week. Um, it has been a nightmare, so but I'm almost there. The only thing I have left is one piece of content for Starfield. It's going to be a, be a breaking it embargo, um, but otherwise, I've kind of got there. I just need to pack all my stuff up now and get ready to go for Labor Day weekend. Again, a reminder that there is no Game Face next Tuesday at all. There's no Game Face next week at all. Um, for Labor Day weekend, I will be back on the East Coast uh, spending some time with the family, um, and then when I come back the following Monday, we may do the show on Tuesday, because it's probably just going to be like almost all Starfield. Let's be honest. Because mm-hmm. you won't have have had a chance to talk about it yet. It'll be your first time talking about it. Um, and so we may be able to do the show on Tuesday because oh, I'll have played tons of Starfield. I can just roll right in. And ooh, well, when it, well, when are you talking about here? So the Monday after Labor Day, the Tuesday so after, not next Tuesday, later.
1: but the week right after. Yeah, I'm going to play the game for like almost two weeks at it. Right. Line, so. Yeah. So we could probably
0: just come right in and do a show on Starfield. No problem. So anyway. The only thing holding the back is the B-roll. And you've already got that. I've already got that. Yep. So um, anyway, uh, as always, keep an eye on our Twitter feed, at Sifted Games on Twitter. That will be the key if you're not on Sifted all the time to know whether we're going to do Game Face the week after Labor Day week. Remember, the week after. There is no show next week. Just to reiterate. Uh, So anyway, that's our housekeeping. And I am excited to head home and spend some time with my mom and my family. It's been a while since I've been able to do that. So I'm excited about it. But you guys aren't even going to notice. We're going to have more, actually more content than normal rolling through the channels while I'm gone. Um, So I hope you guys appreciate it and you enjoy it. Um, Let's see. Let's get to some housekeeping, Kyle. Um, One of the not quite big enough stories for a full topic from this week, but worth discussing, is that Phil Spencer shared this week that he does not believe that consoles will ever have price drops ever again. Mm. People asked him at some interviews at Gamescom, they're like, hey, when can we expect a price drop for Xbox Series X? And he's basically like, never. He said that the the specialized parts that they have to get from vendors... There she oh, is. what's wrong? Yeah. The specialized okay. parts that they have to get from vendors, they have to play special orders for those. And they have to pay extra money to keep those parts being manufactured because otherwise they would not be manufactured. So therefore, he says that their cost to make consoles now stays the same, that it never goes down. Do you believe that, Matt? Um, Kind of, yeah. Like a lot of those parts
1: are just like even like the SSD stuff, like th- those prices have never come down either. Mm-hmm. Like there's certain, certain stuff just costs what it costs and it doesn't seem to... It uh, doesn't seem to differ because like, the old parts, like they would get cheaper because the newer parts that replace them were better than them mm-hmm. would be the cutting edge stuff. And the methods you use to make the old parts became sort of outmoded and cheaper. And that doesn't seem to happen anymore. You're just making the same parts, but bigger, faster with bigger heat sinks or better cooling. And so it doesn't get any cheaper to make the other stuff. It just is more expensive to make the newer stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I think that seems to be pretty accurate in terms of how manufacturing is working right now. Whether that's a trend that's artificially manufactured or whether it's something that happened in in the wake of COVID and the manufacturing disruptions, I don't know. But that does in fact seem to be how things are rolling right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of his exact quotes was, you you can't ever expect a $500 console to eventually come down to $200. He basically just said that those days are over. So if you're someone... Who's been sitting on the sidelines, waiting to buy PS5 or Xbox Series X, waiting for those price drops? I don't think they're coming, people. And I know that's completely out of the ordinary for the way this industry has worked. Although, if you think about it, last generation was kind of the same. Like it was never a huge deep cut for the PlayStation Four, and that was the the first generation where that ever happened, or Mm. something, or that didn't happen. I guess is maybe a better way to phrase it. Um, So that's a big change. That's a huge shift. For the Mm -hmm. industry, Matt, that console prices are not going to come down. Now, what always brings up is, yeah, that's true, but what they end up doing is they end up packing free games in with the consoles because it doesn't cost them anything. Right. So they can essentially, perception-wise, lower the cost of their console by giving free games without, without lowering the cost of the console, without costing themselves any real money. So that seems to be kind of the new way to do things for both PlayStation and Xbox. I mean, let's be honest, Nintendo hasn't lowered the price of Switch either.
1: No. It just seems to be kind of the way Although it that is. that seems like they could probably get away with that. Although part of the reason it was even as cheap as it was in the first place was they were using old tech. Mm-hmm. So, and maybe that old tech
0: just had already hit as low as it was going to go in the first place. I mean, let's be honest, Nintendo probably is having to pay... To keep production to of those chips going, yeah. to Phil Spencer's point. They're definitely the only ones still making Yeah, them. I mean, there's there's no factory that's still going to make that chip. Yeah. Just if on the its switch own. switch goes away, that's the end it's of that. It's done. Yeah. They'll never make another one. So, I guess his point does make sense. It's just shocking to hear. And it is kind of funny that it took this, finally, for them to say, like, that's just not happening anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, if you're someone who's been waiting, sitting and waiting, like, for these consoles, buy it. Because unless you want to wait maybe to get a free game or two that would really be the only incentive that you would have yeah. to wait at this point
1: or like you know every once in a while i get like a black friday deal that knocks 50 bucks off it or something yeah.
2: like
0: there's a deal in europe right now in spain and italy and a couple other territories there's like 50 off like a ps5 right now in a couple areas but mm-hmm. for the most part those costs are still full price and they're going to stay that way um let's see what you guys are saying about this because this is a big deal man this is one of those maybe this should have been a full topic because this is a big deal to know that we're never having price drops again is crazy um mike's q says it has been years since i've seen a decent video game pack in for gpus Uh, they still do those though once in a while control was one control was
1: in there there was another one the right the, the original rtx cards had a couple yeah i think battlefield was in one of them at some point I mean I don't know that I have I mine didn't come with anything.
0: Sneaky says anytime a game is packed in it's more extra $50. No that's not true. I mean it depends on your territory and I do know that you're in Europe. I mean that might be the case in Europe. It
1: can be. Like I mean like the Diablo bundle was six was you know 70 bucks more yeah. than like but if you're talking about like a first party thing that like I don't think the Horizon bundle was any more uh depending
0: on the store maybe it was in some store maybe like GameStop charged yeah. you more but uh one super master gamer thank you for twitch prime the big smoke 82 thank you for twitch prime anyone who's getting in here early um they said that someone says that the starfield su- soundtrack leaked okay oh. that's not such a big deal though um let's see uh, yeah, looks like that's all, all you guys got for today oh jonas first time chat man welcome to game face live hope you're enjoying the show so far david nordic david nordic thank you for twitch prime um Mike's Q, thank you for Twitch Prime. I'll try to get all these in before we get going here. Um are there any more? Wow, you guys are going off in the comments. This has got you fired up. I can understand it. Like this has been a staple in the industry for decades, Matt, that eventually you could buy the console cheaper if you waited it out eventually you could buy the console for dirt cheap and then spend all the money you saved on starting your library for that console and those days are just gone it's kind of sad honestly um but anyway so it doesn't affect us because we always buy right at launch anyway you know Mm -hmm. so but for a lot of our audience i know there's still a lot of people on sifted that have not upgraded yet to the new consoles so it is what it is but that's a big story for yeah. sure um, also
1: you're hitting three years now
0: yeah like this is around the time like it should be around like 250 or 300 back in the old days like yeah, P- but it's PS2 not, it's
1: not the old days and hasn't been for a long yeah.
0: time PS2 they dropped it like a hundred bucks in like a year mm. like it used to be way different but anyway those days are now over well, um, you could always do the layaway program that's true. Yeah, that, well, for Xbox. I Xbox because has that official layaway program, which we actually just showed a trailer for there. It's called uh, Xbox All Access or whatever, where you can pay, yeah. like, is it 30 bucks a month or something like that? That sounds right. I don't remember. And then eventually you own the Series X. So that might be something mm. worth looking into if you're someone who is waiting for a price drop and now realize that mm. that is not happening.
1: You need that Starfield machine
0: now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another smaller story, kind of from Xbox Land from this week, um, is that Baldur's Gate 3, which we thought was going to be delayed on Xbox until next year because of the Series S. Mm-hmm. Now, Larian is saying, nope, we're going to have that done before the end of the year, before the end of 2023, the and Xbox Because they version. met with Microsoft about it. Right. Um, basically,
1: Microsoft has given them permission to put it out without having split screen on the S. Right, because... Which,
0: good. Because, because basically, who fucking cares? Because yeah. basically what Microsoft had done was it had handed... An exclusive, yeah. a huge console exclusive to PlayStation yeah. 5 because it was insistent that the game could run on Series S. Which is
1: incredibly dumb. It was so it was short-sighted. Incredibly dumb. I, well, mean, now, I mean, it's still, like, I mean, it's good
0: as coming before the end of the year, they still blew it. Yeah, yeah. Because like, still, they're getting a timed exclusive yeah. over that. Yeah. They should have relented a on that. A very important one. Yeah, they should have relented on that like a year ago and be mm-hmm. like, you know what? Just get that split screen done whenever you can. And now that's what's it happening. It really feels
1: like they didn't. Understand what Baldur's Gate 3 was going to be until it happened.
0: And I also don't think that they understood at the beginning what the Series S was going to do to their platform. No. That it was going to handcuff them and make it difficult for developers to release games for Xbox Series X because you have to make sure the game also works on Series S. And now we're getting to these Unreal Engine 5 games that are resource hogs. It's going to be hard to get those games to look and play well on Xbox Series S. It just is. Which is
1: the most obvious thing in the world and it's it blows my mind that people who bought a series S thought anything else was going to happen yeah it's not fe- like like that's i mean i don't know I, I don't understand the reason this thing exists yeah um i mean it's it's a game pass machine it's a game pass machine sure but it can't pl- it's not what, three years in expecting it to play stuff
0: properly yeah. no no. It was very short-sighted. Never. The whole plan was very short-sighted.
1: And to hold back and to miss out on this opportunity with, with parody with PlayStation 5 on Baldur's Gate, just because like you were holding it back because of split-screen play? Yeah. On
0: that, on the, 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 unbelievable. Huge mistake. Unbelievably ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, those are typically the kind of gaps that get people fired. Just saying. <laughs> it seems like mm-hmm. there's a lot of... Uh, I don't know. People seem to be a lot more patient for mistakes anymore. Um, but... Yeah, that was a huge gap. $500 may be way too much for a game console
1: for most people, but that is how much the new generation systems cost, and they should not be held back by old tech at all. Yeah. Like, the Series S can exist and be, like, the gimped version of the current stuff for, for like, you know, the kind of the lesser thing, but holding back the main console for the X and kind of uh, having games release on the, on the Xbox platform... Holding that back because of things the S can't do is idiotic. Yeah. Completely ridiculous. It's
0: short sighted. It's you can't very short sighted. Yep. You just and can't I think do that. Microsoft learned a really hard it's lesson. It's like if here. you
1: want that thing to be there for a, a Game Pass box or for indie stuff or for like just like an easy, easy in for like a lower price point, absolutely. But to, you can't. Exp- you, as the consumer you can't expect and as Microsoft you cannot make them expect that you're going to be playing the cutting edge stuff on that thing in the same way you would on the next it's just not possible.
0: I mean they're going to have to drop the requirement I think that every game has to release on both. I mean and it I th- will become confusing for I, the consumer I but... I mean I
1: think you can still have them release on both because the settings are going to be modular enough and slideable enough that you can make it happen but like maybe 1080p for performance some games. expectations cannot be on the same level and features cannot be on this you know split screen can't happen because that thing's just not powerful yeah. enough to run that game thing basically twice on Yeah, the you're same rendering screen. twice yeah so like yeah like you're gonna have to do that to, to basically lubricate the ability to get these games out on on the on the ecosystem because the ecosystem is what they want you in anyway
2: yeah
0: isn't it crazy in hindsight that you could play four players on the n64 that is yeah. pretty insane. Well, now granted I'll- they would chop down the visuals a little bit, but still a lot. I'll also remember those those games
1: ran Terribly, yeah. You know? I mean, like, GoldenEye played pretty well. Gold Goldeneye ran at like twenty frames a second. Yeah, like it was, it was good enough. It was good enough then, but nobody would accept it now. All right?
2: Yeah.
1: You can. T- I'll go back and play GoldenEye n sixty four right now if you yeah. want. Like I'm, I don't bother me. Never yeah. bother me. I finished Jet Force Gemini one hundred percent, and that 80, thing ran 15. at like eight frames yeah. a second sometimes. <laughs> like, a, you know, like it just yeah. wasn't
0: an issue. Yeah. Now the messaging does get a little complicated if you have these two consoles and one only plays in ten eighty p. But look, the I would argue the person ordering the Series S instead of the series x probably can't tell the difference between 1080p and 1440p
2: like Mm -hmm.
0: i'll be honest like the casuals generally are the people buying the series s because they don't want to put a big investment into a console they're like probably
1: got motion smoothing on anyway they won't know right
0: right so i don't know i think microsoft needs to drop the mandate let let the publishers and the game developers decide yeah
1: i think the the s thing needs to basically be like do your best yeah you know don't neglect it don't refuse to put your game on it but like just do your best yeah if you got to cut some features because it's just not able to do what you want it to do that shouldn't prevent you from releasing the the game on xbox that's ridiculous it is
0: ridiculous so anyway Baldur's gate 3 is coming to xbox before the end of the year but ps5 is still getting a nice little lengthy console timed exclusive Mm -hmm. there um and it's weird
1: how starfield kind of saved their ass on mm -hmm. that a little bit because that's why Baldur's gate moved back a month yeah and that gave them the time to realize, oh, we definitely don't want to have to wait to get this on our system next year. Yeah. So like, that's that's just such a weird way that all played out. It is strange. If yeah. the, imagine if that if Starfield hadn't come out then, or if nobody had been afraid of Starfield, and it came out on the same day for both PS5 and PC, and right. PS5 had been part of that whole Fuhrer and whole you know the highest rated reviewed game of all time. Yeah. Like imagine if that had just been there and not on Xbox. Yeah. Like, yeah. what an absolute disaster for microsoft was. <laughs> yep. i mean it's still bad yeah. But like
0: what a, like yeah well up next we have another story about microsoft and this one's not particularly flattering either although we, we called this one we did call this matt and i called this like a year ago or more but microsoft is going to kill the one dollar game pass special deal in light of the launch of Starfield. Just, in time, just for Star- in time for Starfield. I'm sure that's just a
1: coincidence. Yeah, Nothing to see. I there.
0: mean, I'll be honest, it's smart.
1: A business sense, for sure. It's it's sleazy, but it's smart. It's,
0: it's sleazy, but smart. I mean, and again, Matt and I called this, we were like, man, how can you afford to keep giving away Game Pass for a dollar for three months yeah. or whatever?
1: I'm sure last year sometime I said, if there's a moment where that will go away, it's probably right before Starfield. Yeah,
0: and it is. So the free lunch for Game Pass is going away. Now that Microsoft. Yeah. Microsoft finally has an exclusive that's, well, maybe, has an well, exclusive that's worthy of driving people to Game Pass. Well,
1: they've got an exclusive that people who don't normally talk about this stuff are talking about. Which that's is a good way to put it. about as close as you, well, all you can say right now. We'll I see. have to be when very the, When the rubber meets the road in a couple of days, we'll see yeah. what everyone thinks. Exactly. But...
0: But just the hype alone is enough right now.
1: Yeah, the fact that people I know who don't normally talk about game news have asked me about Starfield proves to me that, which normally is reserved for things like Last of Us and God of War, uh, proves to me that this is penetrated. Uh, outside of the core gaming world in a way that honestly Microsoft exclusives haven't for a very long time. Yeah, not even Forza Horizon did. Oh, that. no, no. I gotta I gotta explain what Forza Horizon is to people <laughs> all the time. Because
0: the name doesn't make sense to And to be fair, when they
1: finally try it, they love it. And yeah. they're like, oh, I can't believe there's been five of these and I didn't play them before. I'm like, yeah, that is kind of an <laughs> Xbox all, tradition. And point. they're all this good. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, there's four more. Yeah. Well, not the first one because that's all delisted yeah, from, yeah. from licensing. Yeah. But, um, maybe the second one too, I can't remember. I don't know, Some of those actually. packs, I think, went away. I think the game. Yeah, were a lot of the licensing
0: stuff. The gets first one's complicated. Gone. Yeah, it's crazy. So anyway, if you've been hoping to get Game Pass for a dollar to play Starfield, that's not going to happen. I would argue it's still worth spending the full fifteen dollars for the month for Starfield anyway. So anyway, just Microsoft tightening the belt a little bit. I think it was inevitable, and if there was a moment where it was going to do it, this is it. Hmm. Um, Next up, Epic Game Store. Matt, I think I've come to the conclusion at this point that Epic's ga- Epic just has more money than God. And it can just do whatever it wants and it can just flush millions and billions of dollars down the toilet and it doesn't matter because what it's doing now is it, is, it initiated a program called First Run where the game developers collect 100% of the revenue for the first six months the game is on Epic Game Store. So that 30% or whatever cut Epic was taking from other developers or taking from developers and publishers, it's gone for the first w- the first six months, which is when you sell yeah, all, all the your, games. Yeah. Matt, this is just insane, man.
1: Yeah, you got that season pass money. You don't need all this small potato shit.
0: I mean, if you're Valve at this point, I mean, it's still crazy to me, honestly, that... that Epic Game Store Hasn't taken a bigger chunk Out of Steam I mean there really Is mm. something to be said For people just being like People just a, don't want this, this is either. what I'm Nintendo used to yeah, Or exactly. the library Being so big I don't want Steam. another App on my computer right. It's like re- <laughs> Really?
1: That's, they want to give you Free games yeah. And like pay the developers More but you just, just Don't want
0: to look at a anything other than your steam now look epic doesn't take as big a cut as the other guys because they sued apple over its 30 percent cut right but still basically and look they're giving away like three free games a week in some weeks on epic game store and they have to pay for those every time you you accept that and you you add one of those games to the library epic game store pays for that game they give the money to the publisher for what you just got for free and they do this with millions of people, with three games a week, every week. And now they're just, it's just crazy. There comes a certain point where you just can't even comprehend how much money certain companies have. And yeah. that is where we're we, at the point we've got to with Epic at this point. Like Fortnite is just, it's crazy. And you realize that Cliff created Fortnite. Cliff Blazinski. Now, what he created was completely different from what it became, Mm -hmm. but he was the lead on the team that did all the early work on Fortnite. Yeah, before he left. (laughs) Right, before he left. It's really crazy to think about. Um, But anyway, uh, Epic Game Store, if you aren't using it, go. Like, you literally, they give away two free games a week, sometimes three, but usually just two. And they're great games. They're not like these crappy games that you don't want. They're great games. So go sign up. I know some of you guys are like, I don't want another app or whatever. Go get the other app. <laughs> You're turning down tons of awesome free games. And now they're so friendly to developers. Like, you know, Morally, you should want to spend your money on Epic Games Store instead of somewhere else where the developers aren't getting as much of the cut. So anyway, Epic just continues its, its dominant trudge through the games industry. It really is insane. It should probably spend some money on like, making the
1: store interface better but
0: making the store fit front better
1: yeah storefronts it, even on my computer i think it runs a little sluggish
0: it is yeah like it takes a while to load yeah. and you click on something you get the tiles like mm-hmm. showing up in sequence or whatever yeah it's a little slow not as bad as madden though <laughs> 24 man that was like it was like um it was like using a computer to surf the internet back in like 1995 <laughs> playing madden that's how mm-hmm. like, slow it was uh, so, anyway, that's the latest on Epic and Epic Games Store. Um, next up, Todd Howard of Bethesda, who is obviously the lead head honcho on Starfield and all of Bethesda's big RPGs. He shared this week that he now regrets announcing Elder Scrolls VI so early. No, oh, I knew that when I talked to him after <laughs> he announced it. I mean... I regret him announcing the Elder Scrolls 6 so early. I don't think anybody's happy about this. We have run this trailer probably 300 times in remember, Game remember Face.
1: Remember when they announced this and we ran this trailer and, and you were like, when is this coming? And I'm like, I don't know, Never. twenty five, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, you're crazy. And I'm like, no, this thing is not even started yet. Well, the truth is, I said, why
0: would they show this trailer if it's that far away? Because they
1: knew Fallout 76 was going to be a disaster and they needed you to think about something else for a while.
0: <laughs> and That's now, also why they announced
1: Starfield at the same yeah. time.
0: Well, now Todd Howard is saying like, yeah, I shouldn't have announced that when I did because he's had to answer questions about it now for like seven years and it's not going to go away. The questions are going to keep coming. So he regrets it. When do you think realistically that game's coming now? 2026 earliest. That, I think that might be early. Yeah. Yeah. earliest. Yeah. That sounds about right. 2027 maybe. I hope I'm still alive when it comes out. <laughs> it was interesting. Them deciding to do Starfield instead of Elder Scrolls 6. I'll, I'll say that. That was pretty brave. I mean, they had Starfield in development long before mm-hmm. that. Well, they, the one trailer says 25 years in the making. Well, they had an idea
2: 25 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, <laughs> right. But
1: like, this, it sounds like they've had this thing in cooking for about seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even before. I mean, clearly, pre, I mean, there was, fi- there was smoke from the fire before Fallout 4 even came yeah. out. Like, everybody knew that was happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like anyone didn't know Starfield was their next game by the time, even the even when they announced this however many years ago.
0: I mean, it's been eight years since Fallout 4. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's been probably eight years on Starfield yeah. at this yeah, point.
1: pre-production was definitely well underway by mm-hmm. the time that came out. Yep,
0: absolutely. So... Anyway, God knows when we'll see Elder Scrolls 6, but our best guess is 2026, 2027, roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, some big news out of the Rockstar camp that maybe a lot of people wouldn't pick up on, but if you know Rockstar, you know it's a really big deal. Rockstar's lead writer left the company this week. His name is Michael Unsworth. He has worked on pretty much every single big Rockstar game, and certainly every big story-driven game from Rockstar he's worked on both the Red Dead Redemptions he works on Grand Theft Auto 4 and Grand Theft Auto 5 Um, he is the narrative or has been the narrative force behind Rockstar for almost two decades at this point that's a huge loss because the other thing too is that they lost both of the of the brothers and one of them was the other lead writer so they've now lost two of their biggest writers now I don't know if maybe his job is finished on Grand Theft Auto 6 and he's like this is a good point for me to get out of here but then you know he's probably not going to be working on any of the DLC or any of the content that comes with Grand Theft Auto Online after that. So this is a huge loss for Rockstar after losing the two Hauser brothers to now lose this guy. Well, I would argue that Rockstar could use some fresh
1: writing injection. Yeah. Like the, I mean,
0: ro- a little juvenile.
1: Not Red Dead Two so much, but mm-hmm. like you know that was obviously on a different level. But like mm-hmm. I think GTA has been stuck in a middle school area for since. No, I mean, since three, really, mm-hmm. but like, it wasn't more, it didn't get super noticeable until more like five that you're like, oh, you're just not progressing. Yes. Sta- it was like, the same, but they're like, they
0: were probably afraid to change it too much. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, like, there's
1: an argument to be made that you, why mess with success, but also yeah. it's like there was a tweet a while back that I thought really summed it up well, which was just, it just was, um, you know, rockstar artists. I am going to model this city down to the smallest blade of grass and the smallest leaf on every tree. And it's like rockstar writers. What about five gays burgers? And it's like, yeah, that pretty much sums that whole thing up, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, like, there's nothing. Like, like the writing just does not match the tech and presentation on display. Red Dead 2 did though. Red Dead did, but I don't. You know, that's clearly they're not doing the wacky satire thing. Mm-hmm. They're doing. They're doing a. They're still doing a social satire in Red Dead Two, but it's a little more restrained and can't quite rely on all. You know, you like obviously Arthur can't pull out a cell phone and you know, talk to his cousin about going bowling uh, every five <laughs> minutes. Um, when they have yeah. modern technology, I feel like they just sort of like, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's less effort to like, you know, m- get things across in a more, I don't know, writerly fashion, I guess yeah. I would say. Like there's themes and parallels and metaphors in Red Dead 2 that relate to modern society that you can pick up if you're playing the game and going through it and recognizing what you're seeing. Whereas in, you know like a gta game it's more like like hey it's really dumb that we eat fast food all the time huh yeah
0: <laughs> delphino in like, chat okay. is contending that if you were to change Rockstar's games that the games would not be as popular as they are it's possible that that's what the fans want they want the juvenile writing they want the corny jokes they want all that satire maybe it doesn't
1: mean i gotta like them yeah i, I think
0: they're embarrassing yeah I agree. I mean, particularly when you consider that it's the best-selling game in the industry. And And it's like...
1: To some degree, like, Rockstar seems to agree, because I do believe Trevor is a commentary on the general GTA fan. Maybe. Um, He kind of is.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like,
1: to me, like, Michael is... I think that the three of them in that game are basically the three... I think Michael is... You know the old style GTA protagonist. Mm. Franklin is the modern at the time, ten years ago. GTA yeah. protagonist, and Trevor is how these idiots actually play the game and ruin all the shit we did. Like, <laughs> I think that's what that is. I think that's what that three three way thing is. Is like Trevor is the Trevor is the how people actually play GTA, and the other two characters are sort of like what Rockstar is trying to do yeah. with that. But it constantly gets short circuited by the fact that Trevor is a, is a homicidal sociopathic maniac yeah um which is basically how we play that game right?
0: yeah i mean i'll just say personally i won't miss that at all no <laughs> like, and i don't know if this guy is what,
1: who was doing that you know mm-hmm. and he's narrative director probably means he's doing much more high level stuff yeah and planning than like writing the the actual script. writing the jokes yeah. that you hear one-liners as you drive by people you right. know that's probably not what he's doing yep um he's
0: probably figuring out where it's going to go narratively
1: yeah, but also I would imagine if you're gonna leave, if you've been there forever and you're gonna leave that position, you probably have some proteges that you've yep. trained up, and They're also in- plenty of money.
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> plenty and plenty of money. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I don't know how this. Goes. I don't think it'll impact Grand Theft Auto all that much, but it could you affect know. Rockstar's other games. But when the hell are we going to play another Rockstar yeah, we'll, game? Whatever. It's not like they put out a game more than once I'm every decade. I'm sure they'll decade. find another
1: writer between now and 2030. Right? Yeah, so. <laughs> it's true. It's really crazy that they can get away. I guess away Bully with... 2 is in there somewhere. That keeps surfacing every once in a while. Yeah,
0: every once in a while. Rumor God will pop knows. back up. It's still knocking around somewhere. But, but yeah,
1: But 6 is, you know, sounds like it's you know less than a year and a half out so we'll see Yep.
0: um and then the final story for housekeeping today is another starfield story obviously embargo is breaking on the 31st and the game comes out for some on the 31st if you paid and then for everybody else on september 6th so big game lots of stories circulating about it right now but the latest one is that starfield and this is direct from Bethesda. This isn't me breaking embargo or anything or anybody else. This came straight from Pete Hines at Bethesda. Mm-hmm. He said that Starfield does not really get going until eighty hours in, and after you finish the campaign. I know, mean, right? And Fallout, what do you, what do and you, Fallout
1: has over two, Fallout three has over two hundred <laughs> endings. Like we've yeah. heard these before.
0: What do you think about that?
1: I mean he I think he's just saying like once you get like everything the story mode's done and the quests are done and you've got all your abilities and you can build the big ships and m- modify things however you want now you can go explore the universe mm-hmm. at will and like that's I think that's what he's saying it's like the end game is really extensive if you want to do it Okay. Um, like to, and I'm sure if you've worked on that game for as many years as they have, to them the meat of that game is going to be like seeing the the world, seeing the, the you know seeing the, the galaxy. Yeah. As opposed to the quest, the quest line, which is probably pretty small in comparison to what you've been working on in terms of putting a thousand planets yeah. uh, around. Um, I don't know how well that take will you know survive Age. contact with <laughs> the enemy. You know what I mean? Like.
0: Um, What about that message in general as the developer of a highly anticipated game to say things don't really get going until you've played it for 80 hours? Do you think it's a good message to send? I mean, he's not saying it's not good until right. He's saying like, oh, there's
1: still way more to do than just the main story. I mean, he said really gets going. Yeah, which is really kind of the same thing as like Diablo or something. You know, like that's the same thing. as like the the game doesn't begin until the end game kind of thing. And obviously this is not the same sort of grind as the, I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. Um, obviously you're not doing seasons and ladders, the stuff in this, (laughs) which is probably like, you know, I I doubt that Bethesda is going to put out a season, a season update that breaks everything like Diablo four did. But like, um, like I get what he's saying somewhat in this, you know, no man's sky had a little bit of that where it's like, you can go through the main thing and go through the black hole and complete the story or whatever. And now you're kind of free to explore whatever you want without Mm -hmm. yelling at you about the Atlas path every five minutes. Right. Right. It's a very minor version of this, I guess. But like. Yeah, I mean, I think in the sense of like how it's you know as opposed to probably as opposed to Skyrim, where like the game began after you did the quest that got you the uh, the 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 Thum, and then you never did a main quest again and just wandered <laughs> around and fucked off for right. four hundred hours, and yeah. like, and you are like, oh, I should probably go see those dragon guys again, and then it makes the mm. end of the game so easy. Yeah, you are like you are like oh one. One 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 fireball killed the final dragon. And it was like
0: Pactor played Tears of the Kingdom for like 200 hours, and he one hit Ganon at the end of the game. Yeah, I didn't see that. <laughs> it's like, and he kind of regretted it in hindsight. He's like, I got, I just got so sucked into just doing whatever and maxing out everything that I had. He's like, I finally decided to finish the game, and it was so anticlimactic. He, he kind of regretted it.
1: Yeah, ultimately. I, I mean, RPGs, RPGs that don't have a scaling element can definitely end up in that. Yeah. Where you just walk realm. through the end of the game, so yeah. I mean, that was a very satisfying part of a lot of old school RPGs was walking over the. Final At first, boss. it
0: is like the first boss you one hit mm. is like wow.
1: But that's but that's why games had things like the weapons in Final Fantasy. VII. You yeah, know, the 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 optional bosses that were there that you couldn't outlevel. Right. You know, that's why those things existed. And I wonder yeah. if things like that exist in Starfield somewhere. Um, that's not really a Bethesda staple yeah. usually. Um, maybe DLC. I don't know. Where are the dragons like that's the thing that I'm cu- I'm curious. Obviously, you can't answer the question or not, but it's like I'm curious about um, the fact that one of the things that kind of keeps you going and interested in in Skyrim is the dragons that are everywhere and sort right. of like you never the quite mystery. know like that that's going to end. Like, oh at any moment this dragon could show up and it changes everything. Like, is there anything like that in Star? You know. Space dragons, like, like <laughs> what? or like like big battleships, or you know, I, I, you. I wonder if there's any equivalence in that. That would I know that would nothing. I'm I'm
0: not, not going to say anything um, about that.
1: But like you know, I assume there's stuff that will happen after everything's done that, that kind of keeps you interested somehow.
0: I just wonder if the casuals hear that and they're like,
1: uh. The casuals will <laughs> never know he said that.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. That's probably true.
1: He's talking to us. He's yeah. talking to those, those who are like, what if I only play this for 80 hours? Right, right. And then I'm done. Yeah. It's just like, well, <laughs> you there's just, a lot. You just played for 80 hours. There's nine hundred. <laughs> there's 970 more planets to look at. So, yeah. I mean, granted, 900 of them are probably airless moons. But yeah,
0: You're right, though. You're right. The audience who's tuned into that, who would hear that, would see that headline, you're right. They're core. They're not really casual. Yeah. Um, and do you think for the core that that's a good message to send? I don't know. I mean, I I like... What he said
1: there, mm-hmm. uh, but also, like, I've heard Bethesda talk about their games like weirdos. But Like yeah. I said, Todd Howard said that there were over 200 endings in Fallout 3. Right. And technically, that's true. If you count all the <laughs> different combinations of those slides at the uh-huh. end that tell the ending of all those main, like, main and side quests you right. can do, there are over 200 combinations of that. That's not really... What people are going to take from having someone saying that, right? Yeah, it's true. Um, so in this sense, it's like maybe for some people, like I could see that being true for me because I like to just fly around, scanning planets yeah. and looking at. Oh, stuff. you
0: play games like Pactor played Zelda?
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's exactly how in you. In fact, play it. we're going to talk about a game that I think I kind of ruined for myself doing that. <laughs> oh, really? Later today. Interesting. You um, know, uh, not the one I thought would be that one. Yeah. Weirdly. Um, but if you don't want me to poke around everywhere, what are you putting treasure everywhere for? Yeah.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Game logic. Hashtag game logic. So, anyway, I know y'all are really excited for Starfield, and you should be. Um, And I think. Oh, should we? (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Because of all the trailers that they put out, embargo, embargo. <laughs> we'll get Jaffe in here. We'll just tell you everything. Um, so Pete, it, Pete Hines is going to pull off his Luna, Luna disguise. That <laughs> <I> gotcha. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Uh, so anyway, that's why she's
1: yelling. <laughs> we're right because <laughs> he's in there. <laughs> get out of me, Bethesda executive.
0: That's funny. So anyway, we're right on the cusp of Starfield for all. um, So it's not surprising that half of our housekeeping stories would somehow be at least tangentially related to the game. Um, Again, we will have coverage of Starfield on embargo break on the 31st. So just a couple more days to wait. Um, Our patrons will have more than one piece of content for you guys that you guys will enjoy around the game. Um, So look forward to that. And with that, I think it's time to get on with the show. Shortest housekeeping we've had in I don't know how long, Matt. Yeah, only 47 <laughs> minutes. What well, actually... Not even that, because we had to restart. Remember, we had to restart. Yeah, so anyway. one of the, And that's because we actually have a bunch of games to talk with you guys about today on Game Face, which is exciting. Also, by the way, I've been putting together Dossier for September, which is our rundown of the games that you should be keeping your eye on every month um, that are going to come out. And September is awesome. Like, really awesome, Matt. There are... 10 games that I would recommend people buy in September.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming yeah, out. Yeah, so
0: we're pretty much from right now until the end of the year, we're going to have big stuff on Game Face pretty much every week. It makes my job so much easier to just be able to come in and just talk about the games that we're playing, and we're about to hit that point. So anyway, we're about to get into Game Face 356 proper, but before that, here's a word. Let me get on the file first. Here's a word from our awesome sponsor, LS Cream. L.S. Cream is a fine cream liqueur created by fellow gamer and sifter, Stevens Charles. It's inspired by an ancestral recipe from Haiti called cremasse and a double gold winner for its original taste at the New York Wine & Spirit International Competition. Ellis Cream can be enjoyed on the rocks or as a mixer for drinks with its rich blend of fresh cream and neutral grain spirits with notes of coconut, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. It's great in coffee or to make espresso martinis. To learn more, discover amazing drink recipes, or to track down your own bottle using a handy store locator, head to creamls.com/sifted. That's creamls.com/sifted. So I had my first fantasy football draft on Sunday of the season. I'm in three leagues and I had my first draft on Sunday and I had a few people come over for the first time since before COVID, Matt. We finally had some people show up in person for a fantasy football draft. It was awesome. It was really nice to be around other people in my league for the first time in like four years. Uh, But anyway, I busted out the LS Cream. I had it up there on the bar. Everybody that showed up asked me what it was. I told them what it was. They all tried it and they all loved it. Um, And I think that's really the key because, you know, most people, I think, are just conditioned to buy Baileys. They're just like, if I'm going to uh-huh. get that, I'm going to buy Baileys. you got to get people to try it. So, if you have already bought a <laughs> bottle of LS Cream, I highly recommend that you turn your friends on to it. Because you'll see, as soon as they taste it, they're going to go buy their own bottle. That's exactly what happened with at least one of the people who drafted with me on Sunday. So, a big thanks to LS Cream. Go to creamls.com slash sifted. Awesome website. Particularly for a liquor. It's it's really slick and really cool. Tons of drink recipes, all those cool drinks you just saw in the ad. You can learn how to make them there. Again, go to creamls.com slash sifted. And with that, it's time to get on with game face 356. Normally, Matt, coming off of Gamescom week, mm-hmm. the first topic in game face is Gamescom. It's just the way it is, as it, it should be. It's usually a gigantic show with lots of news being generated. However, this year, that is not the case, because Gamescom was, to me, a huge letdown this year. And so, it's actually stacked on down the the show, rundown. We're going to start this show talking about Armored Core 6, which is easily the biggest release of the week. And I I would argue that. Yeah. We have another game we're going to talk about this close. But I think Armored Core is probably... In terms
1: of actual mind share, it's definitely the biggest. I mean, I'm sure maybe... EA would disagree with you on that. For sure. We don't really care what EA thinks. (laughs) We don't. No,
0: we stopped doing that a long time ago. Uh, If you watched my review of Madden last week, you know I stopped caring about what Mm -hmm. EA thought. Um, So, Armored Core 6 is a mech combat game made by From Software. And From Software, as most of you probably know, our audience knows this, are the developers of Elden Ring, Dark Souls, Bloodborne. Demon Souls, these really hard action RPGs. But because people have fell in love with those games so much, they've brought back this franchise. That they, how long has it been since they made an Armor Core? A decade or more? Something like that. Verdict Day
1: was the last one, and that was I want to say that was 2013. Yeah, sounds about
0: right. Yeah, it's 360. So it's been roughly a decade since they've come back Mm -hmm. to the Armor Core franchise, and. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to give this game a shot now because they Here have is. they have here's here's the catalog of this From is, Software. This Games. is my
1: Armored Core collection. This is all of them except Verdict Day, which I never got around to for whatever reason, and the portable ones because fuck that. Yeah, like they're gonna those things will give you arthritis. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is, I've played every one of these games. I'm just, I'm just pointing out, I am not an Armored Core newbie. No. And that's, to me, From Software makes Armored Core and Dark Souls is the new thing. Right. And King's okay.
0: Quest. Like that's what I know from Software. Well, uh
1: King's Field. King's Field, sorry. Which really yeah. is, Dark Souls is an evolution of King's right. Field when it yeah. comes down to it. I wouldn't be surprised if someday we get a new King's Field. To be fair... King's Quest is also as mean as King's right. Field.
0: <laughs> you're right. They're both evil. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, Matt obviously is not an Armor Core noob. So if you're trying to figure out whether you want to buy this or not, he's probably the best person that you can talk to about this game. I also played it. Um, I did find some time to play Armor Core 6. I played actually a good bit of it. Um, in the midst of also playing Starfield over the last couple weeks, which has been really hard, like juggling all the work I've been doing to get content ready for while I'm gone, with playing games for a Game Face for the week that's about to happen, while playing Starfield for coverage that was two weeks later. It's been like I've been like a master juggler for the last couple weeks, but I did get some time with this. I don't think I spent as much time as you. I think I've played around maybe seven or eight hours of it, something like no, that. You played more than me, bro. Really? Like I mean, I'm on
1: chap the end of chapter three. Oh, okay. Uh, so I don't know where you are in that regard um, i've played a lot i've done a lot I'm,
2: more
0: i'm i moved to
1: chapter three like yesterday morning okay yeah so i've done a lot i've done a fair amount of grinding like repeating uh, repeating missions to buy parts so and buy gear. things because that's what armored core is yeah um and then like because you hit a you know, uh the thing that i am most surprised by in this game is that they just made an armored core game they
0: really did like there
1: is (laughs) other than the graphic obviously obvious graphical improvements from the last there is no attempt to expand this game beyond its existing audience in and i I don't have a problem with that because i love armored core yeah and it's really nice to play another armored core for the first time in forever but it kind of shocks me that they didn't Elden Ring, this thing. Not in the sense of making it open world, (laughs) but in the sense of like, I don't know, doing something with it that would engage the average, today's average player a little more who like maybe loved Elden Ring and was good and give them a shot because the same people and maybe. I'm not saying it would be an open world mech game or anything or a Dark Souls Armored Core or whatever. But it could be. It could have been, but it shouldn't be. But I would argue that like, and I don't just mean like, look, the missions are all that stuff. The fact that the story is still told through a bunch of opaque corporate logos talking to you through voiceover in weird like passive aggressive message sendings in emails is bizarre to me because that's always been what armored core is but i just i mean people watching this now like you're not even gonna put faces of these people up to like talk to you like a codec metal gear style or something i mean i'm not saying that that needs to be there for me to enjoy it but it just shocks me
0: that they didn't the presentation Plus is, the
1: presentation more. The presentation you know, is well, right?
0: I'm sure people are watching this cinematic right now, and they're like, "Shame, what the hell are you oh, talking no, about?" Oh
1: the, no, the, the cinematic's amazing. You never see anything. You never like this, see anything like this ever again. You see like one for every time a boss shows up, yeah. you get something sort of equivalent to this. But like, it, that's not. This is not how the game is. is I mean, whole. let's
0: be honest though, Matt. From Software has got away with doing that in its other games, no problem, and oh, people yeah. actually kind of praise it. They're like, "I kind of like how it's not overt with its storytelling." Well, From Software says, "Thank you very much. We just saved." 30 million dollars mm. not doing cinematics for our game and you guys say it's better for it. Yeah. Well, in Vince- this game, to me, this game needed
1: more Yeah. I mean, Vincent does make the the valid point that they probably didn't realize Elden Ring was going to be what like it was it yeah. when they're making this, mm-hmm. which is true. Um it's just they they I don't know, they they didn't I would even argue that they didn't plus this in comparison to the previous game, even on the level that they plus Demon Souls in comparison to Kingsfield f- yeah, Four, yeah, I, I that agree was. with that because yeah. that Demon Souls is clearly an evolution of the Kingsfield concept. Yeah, and like if you play Kings the the, la- the most recent Kingsfield, which I think was PS2, like you will you will see where that series comes from. You will see where the Souls games come from. Yeah, absolutely. for sure. Yeah. And actually, I would argue that the closest, appro- if you want to really approximate this to something in the more recent from Au Vier, I would say that the closest comparison is Sekiro. Yeah. Va- incredibly fast, like unforgiving action that d- relies entirely on how well you can handle what's being thrown at you on a moment-to-moment basis, um, which I like. Look, I like this game. Um, I think it's too fucking hard. <laughs> but you found like, it too hard. I think the bosses are too hard yeah. for, for the... Like, the missions are fine. And then you hit these <laughs> bosses and you're the like, missions, what the
0: fuck is this? It's like, insane. The missions are f- so freaking easy. It's almost yeah. hilarious. And then you hit the
1: boss and you're like,
0: what the it's hell? It's like you're playing a different game. Two, two shots. <laughs> you're dead. A, and you
1: got to go like figure out what parts it wants and how to get around yeah. you. I'm like, okay, this thing's got a big... The first boss has a big shield on it. I, now nah, I need vertical firing weapons that will hit him on, over the shield so they can... I just hacked
0: can. the crap out of him with the energy sword I mean, yeah, but that well, you can't hit him in the front with that. <laughs> yeah, you uh, can. Not well. Well, you just fly straight at him, and you just get right up into his grill and just start hacking. And I beat him in like ten seconds. The juggernaut, the very first boss, yeah. The I juggernaut, would, whatever the big boss is, yeah. The very first on boss. the top of the wall. No, huh? No no, 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 that's no, not no. the first. No no. no, no, I'm you, talking you about that helicopter. first boss that you fight in the first mission at the end.
1: Oh no, that's the tutorial boss. Yeah, not, I'm not talking. About, I'm talking about the juggernaut, the first. Oh the yeah, you one can't boss. beat him that way. No. No, that the, the first, the, that first uh, boss, and they apparently consider that a mini boss. Okay. Um, because it's not, it does, not official or whatever. But that, yeah, that boss. It te-
0: has its own health bar, which that boss usually te- is my determination for a boss. Well, so
1: do all the armored cores you run into
2: but as well. Then one like- of
0: my big complaints about this is you can't tell when they're about to die. It's really hard to tell mm-hmm. when the action's happening, like whether the enemies that you're fighting, the rank and file enemies, are almost dead. Well, like, they, I, they have life bars. But how do they work? There's like the yellow bar along the top, but the like, yellow bar, what well, does the, that mean? Well, it's
1: like that's why I make the Sekiro comparison. It's, like they have a stun bar and a life bar. Ah, uh, so you have and to so break the stun, the stun bar, bar is on top and the life bar. You don't have to stun them to hurt them, but to kill them. But when you when you hit a stunned enemy, you're doing what's called a direct hit, which gives you basically is a critical hit damage. And there are upgrades you can get that up your percentage of damage when you do that. And when you hit them with this, see, that's the balance of the sword is like the sword is the best way to get their stun stun bar up to stun them. Mm-hmm. But the sword is also the best thing to hit them with when they're stunned. Yeah. So you kind of, there's, there's that balance. And this is the thing that that first boss teaches you is previous armored cores, if you ran into a boss like that, if you ran into, even like a big enemy like that. You would stand back and you would snipe them. You would basically like hide behind buildings poke. and you jump out and poke out and spin around. I tried your... that at first. Oh no, you'll get destroyed because <laughs> yeah. he fires those those basically those hellfire missiles that, that burn the arc, ground and they also and arc yeah.
0: around the buildings. Yeah, too.
1: they're they're the homing. That's teaching you to you need to get in close, get under him where he can't hit those missiles, and then jump up, hit him with a sword, stun him, unload, and keep going. That's what I It's did, to yeah. teach you that this game wants you to be aggressive in a way that no armored core has in the past. Um, Which is interesting. Like, I would say that if you're going to have taken any lessons from the Souls or Sekiro in this game, it's that they they made melee combat way more relevant and even to the point that you can have a shield weapon that you can parry you do the the last minute parry with and get no damage from it yeah which yeah. i haven't really used much because the laser sword is way more valuable
0: yeah i mean the sword um, works on everything like during the missions like you did it just destroys like you can take out a turret with one slash like mm-hmm. instead of having to unload your gun on i'm like I just found that I was just late. I just relied on the sword like as much as I could.
1: The sword is absolutely, I mean, so far, early game, the sword is absolutely the thing, your secret weapon. I mean, it's the best thing against other ACs. It's the best thing to, like, take out, you know, various, you know, even the big bosses that you have to take apart piece by piece. Like, if you can get in and use the sword, at least until you get the plasma rifles. I mean, that was always my thing back in the day was, like, you know, grind until I can get the plasma weapons because that's your best stuff. And in the old games, they didn't use ammo. So you didn't have to pay for ammo costs at the end of the mission and have that detracted from your reward. That is not true in this game. You didn't yeah. pay for ammo for everything. Um, but you get paid so much that it doesn't matter. I have not yeah. n- m- The money is not a problem. No, it's game. not.
0: Not at all. I have plenty of money. And the problem, really, so the way this game works is they're all self-contained missions. So you go out, you complete the mission, you come back, you buy all your stuff. You sell all your stuff. You figure out like how you want to configure your mech. And then you go out for the next mission. And then you maybe you die in that mission. You figure out like, oh, I need some other thing on my right arm or some other thing on my left arm. And you go back, you adjust your loadout. You go back, you try the mission again. You'll probably beat it and then you'll fight a boss that'll kick your ass like 10 times in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's pretty much like the loop of this game. It does feel a little bit like a throwback. Like, I haven't played a game that just has these discrete missions that it sends you out into for, it feels like a while. It's,
1: uh, it's an old school approach. Yeah. For sure. Um. Looks gorgeous,
2: though, oh, game. The Oh, very good. Except game graphics. when you up,
1: I mean, part of the problem with the fact that it wants you to get up close and personal with the bosses is the camera's not really equipped to, no, it's to not. handle that. Yeah. Uh, which is annoying to me. Like I don't know, man. I maybe I'm just got big clumsy fingers, but like I constantly engage that that assault boost thing for clicking the left um, stick material. by accident. Like all yep. that,
0: I'm like I'm like stop jumping around like a fucking mosquito. The you dead. Well, the other thing too is the right stick. It controls the camera, unless you're flying, and then it makes you do these crazy like dashes in like mm-hmm. midair. Um, and I've actually found that, like, that's effective to, like, fight enemies. Like, I almost discovered yeah. it on accident. Uh, air, yeah,
1: height is actually really good. Like, mm-hmm. like one of the, if you, you can use the, the quad leg things that lets you do a hover. Yeah. Like, you can just rain death down on people. And they can't yeah. do much about it until no. you get to the boss. And they're right. like, well, these are not the legs to use for this. <laughs> um, a pro tip that goes back to Armored Core 1. The tank is the tank treads are the best, yeah, like you you the best builds will always use the tank treads because you can carry all the heavy shit
0: and it's like the everything is rated in like eighty category. It's almost like mm-hmm. overkill. It's like, I, got, I became annoyed after a while of having to sort through all the parts and try to figure out like which parts are actually an improvement and which ones are just a sidestep saying mm-hmm. like, oh, this protects you more against this very specific type of attack. And maybe that works for a boss, but it doesn't work as well with just a typical mission enemies like. I got tired of having to sort through the minutia of all the parts yeah. and I mean
1: they're all pretty much the same stats that they've always had so yeah. like, to me Do you, you know them by heart I almost. know them but also it's like the thing you got to remember about Armored Core is like there isn't necessarily better except for something that gives you more energy or more mm-hmm. more uh armor Yeah. Um, you're really looking for what suits your playstyle the best or for what you realize is the build that you need to use to beat whatever boss you're right. up against at this moment like yeah, I've definitely used and bought some parts for some of the bosses in this. Especially, just the look st- at
0: how many freaking parts the there two, are. Especially it's the cr-
1: chapter two boss. Crazy. Um, like, I built a mech that I would never use normally for right. that because it needed specific things. things that, yeah. Um, but then you have those parts, and you can kind of go back, and if you want them, you can. I, mean, I never sell anything in this game. Well, you games. can also
0: sell your parts, and I think you get full price back for what you paid. You do get a pretty good price for them. Yeah, either. which I thought well, was Not true. always true in this series. Sometimes yeah. you get screwed in some of those games. I thought that was cool. I'm like, but, okay, so I can basically respec without much of a yeah, penalty no, they, they whenever they I want. They a lot of freedom in that. One of the
1: sad things I saw, and I saw some people comment on this on Twitter, is like one of the sad things I saw was some of the younger people who like, have never played Armored Core, mm-hmm. and like, didn't even know that there's been more than six games um, playing this now, and how cool they thought it was that you can just change the co- all the colors of the mech at, from the beginning without having to unlock anything. Uh. And it's just like, <laughs> yes, kids, that's how it used to be. You didn't have to pay for extra paint back in the day. Yeah, It wasn't you've all a been microtransaction. Playing, yeah, you've all been playing Fortnite too long, because that's not how these games used to yeah, work. Yeah, they're all conditioned. Yeah. Yeah like, oh, they just give you colors for free. Yeah. The <laughs> rainbow should be
0: everyone's. <laughs> the other thing Let I the Max be gay. <laughs> the other thing I should say that's really important about this is if you are interested in buying it on PlayStation, buy the PlayStation 4 version because you can buy it for $10 cheaper and you get a free PlayStation 5 upgrade. Instead of mm. paying the extra 10 bucks. for no, it. That's,
1: that's interesting. pretty shady if you ask yeah, me. I like, got it on PC. So. Oh, okay. Um, Gorgeous. I'll,
0: yeah, it is pretty. It's a pretty game. Like, in engine is very pretty for sure. It's so weird playing
1: a, an armored core game with no draw in. Yeah. Like, that used to be one of the big problems, especially on the PS1. Is like, oh, by the time they draw the mech in, they're already shooting at you. you know? Yeah. Like,
0: well, the other thing, too, about this, though, is that each level is not that big. Because no, you just no, go out, not. you have to complete very specific ob- objectives. You complete them, you go back to the base, you rearm, you mm-hmm. tweak your mech or whatever. There's little
1: areas maybe you, like, usually, because there's the, what's the, I can't remember the name of it. It's, like, the ledger system or the the system oh. where you have to defeat certain enemies and they log them. Yeah, and, like, you it's get called bonuses, something log, yeah. Something log, yeah. yeah. Like, but, like, if you go off, off the beaten path, sometimes you'll find a little area and you have to fight, like, a stronger... AC or something over yeah. there. Yeah, you, know, you can
0: stumble across like, and you don't have to beat them either. You can complete the mission without defeating those. Yeah,
1: but you, to get the bonus for that log thing, you got to beat them. Which usually, what you're going to do is you're going to do the mission and just do the mission, yeah. and then you'll go back and replay the mission. To beat the to to, to, to to beat that or to find the hidden weapons in the mission or whatever, because you still get paid for replaying that mission, the same yeah. amount you got before. You do,
0: it doesn't... Which is great. If is you great. need
1: to buy yeah. more parts for a boss, you go back and do like a couple of the high-paying you know, the, the high missions you just did in that chapter, and you can probably afford whatever you need.
0: Yeah, all so, that stuff is very user-friendly.
1: And that sure. is a difference from a lot of the old Armored Core, the harder Armored Core games in the past, you could hit a wall where you didn't have the right build for something mm-hmm mission and you you couldn't if you went tried to go back you did, couldn't really replay stuff and every time you played something you would basically lose money if you got destroyed you do lose money. You know i don't know if you remember but on armored core one you remember the difficulty slider on that i don't so the way the difficulty was balanced in this game and, and dark souls fans will recognize some of this a little bit if you died enough you, you kept dying. You could get retrying, but you were losing all your money, and you didn't have any more money, and you couldn't pay for stuff, and you were kind of going into missions completely under-equipped. And if you died enough times—I don't remember how many times it was—there would be a cutscene of, like, a surgery happening, and you were turned into, like—I don't remember the name in it. I don't remember uh, this at all. Because you didn't play long enough to die that many. It was, like, it was like <laughs> seven or eight times. It was, like, you had to die a lot. Oh, okay. And, like, the game was, like, taking mercy on you. So easy <laughs> mode in Armored Core and some of the early ones— You'd have this surgery done to the character. You'd see this like little cutscene out don't know you hadn't seen before, and suddenly you had this bonus ability, and that could happen like I think four or five times. And if you died enough, you had basically a superpowered like new type pilot who could like have eternal energy uh. and like extra double the armor and like, it was things like that it was like basically almost cheat codes the game would give give you if you just sucked that bad <laughs> and that was like from like, in, like that was the whole thing of like have you beaten armored core without having the surgery uh. and like that was the easy mode you couldn't you couldn't choose it but it was sort of like when you die enough in devil May cry and they're like would you like to yeah the ninja that dog mode down, and ninja
0: guy loser yeah, yeah. It, was like,
1: it was that kind of thing gotcha and they didn't. They it's didn't like do a that scarlet letter, basically. And a matter of fact, if you if you're interested in Armored Core, and you wouldn't like to play one that is not going to punish you forever, uh, Armored Core Four Answer is the easiest game. Is of it the is called
0: Four Answer or something? Four Answer. I think it is Four Answer. Yeah. Well, it's Four Answer. Yeah. Right. That's but what I said. Armored Core Four Answer. No. Or armored Core Four Answer. For Answer. Yeah. F O R. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's it is an expansion, like a follow up to Armored Core Four, right. number four. Yeah. But the name of the game is Armored Core F O R. Yeah. Answer, Which is such a answer. weird name. They always do. It's like <laughs> it's like the spin off of Armored Core Five was Armored Core Verdict Day because it uh, starts right. with a V. Fires of Rubicon. V. I still don't know what that means. And I played well, a Rubicon bunch of is the game. planet you're on. Right. So I, I you're basically. You're basically playing both sides in a civil war on the planet Rubicon. Yeah,
0: you're like a mercenary basically. Yeah, they hire are. you to you're go You're always out. a
1: mercenary with the code name Raven. Yeah. Which is like the most least surprising thing in this game is where you find the co- the, the the mercenary ID early on. And you're and he's like the code name is and it's like oh no the boss is here and afterwards like your code name is Raven. And I'm like yeah I know. I I've, I've been here before. Yeah, and eventually the arena opens up, which is sort of a a, a a staple. I actually like the arena stuff, like almost more than yeah. I was that a lot. Um, there there are armored core games like Master of Arena, which is literally just the arena. I think armored core Master of Arena and Nine Breaker are both just arena games. And okay. Those are those are literally if you want to you want to have a different build to figure out how to beat each like enemy. This one's interesting in that, like, you actually do fight a lot of enemies that are um, part of the main story, and they will react differently to you after you've beaten them in the arena, which is kind of cool. Oh,
0: that's that is um, cool. I didn't know that.
1: Like, you get some respect from a couple of them, uh huh, because um, nobody likes you because you're a mercenary, right? And right. they all work for these corporations, as though you that's play any both better. sides, yeah. Um, which is again, like, this—it's—it's it's so much. I mean, you could put Armored Core One in your machine and be like, oh yeah, this is exactly the same series. Like, yeah. right down to the emails from all these corporations, you gotta figure out what corporation stands for what, and they're evil in this way, and these, you know, Balaam is a bunch of, like, over-militarized weirdos, and, like, arquebuses. Is- um, has it basically wants to stomp out the locals and like the locals don't have a corporation, but I imagine you probably start working for them eventually.
0: Yeah. I started tuning that crap out after like the fourth mission. I was just like, I don't care about any of this nonsense. Like I didn't even, I, it, it turn into a podcast game for me after I mean, the first few, I missions. mean, this is,
1: this is like, again, this is the from software thing where it's like, there's a story here, but you're going to have to do it yourself. If you want it,
2: you're going to you know have to think, dig yeah. for it. Yeah. And at I least it's all waste
1: it. now, as opposed to just like endless text emails, right. which is what they used to be. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And every once in a while, you're like, you've unlocked the emblem for
0: Archibald. I'm like, why in the world would I want that on my fucking yeah. robot? I don't. <laughs> this yeah. game, though, compared to most modern games, is very simple. I mean, yeah. you can just see because our discussion of this game is already starting to wind down. There's not a lot more to say about it, honestly. No, it is Armored Core. yeah, And, and at its heart, Armored Core is a PS1 game, and it hasn't really changed that yeah. much. And I think fans will be happy with that. If I'm I'm thinking now it's like how do I recommend this game to somebody right now? Because you've got all these big games out there already. You've got Starfield is about to launch. From September on, the whole rest of the year is just loaded with amazing games like mm-hmm. it's hard for me unless you're an Armored Core fan. It's hard for me otherwise to recommend this to somebody.
1: Yeah, I, it's hard to know if you'll like it too, because like if you don't already know Armored Core, it's like, well, I mean, you're seeing what you're seeing, really. I mean,
0: this is the game.
1: The thing, yeah, <laughs> the, th- the thing you got to remember is the game is the, the the game has difficulty spikes like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, like the bo- you, you'll hit a boss and you'll just like I mean, the first level you're going through that you know tutorial level and that fucking helicopter shows up at the end. And, you know, I'd been kind of walking through it at that point, and it showed
0: up, it killed me in two missile oh, yeah. bursts. And yeah. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Well, it killed me a bunch of times until I figured out, use a sword. And once I use a sword, I yeah. killed it in, like, ten seconds. Well, it was like, <laughs> I was, it took
1: me, I think that took me, like, five or six tries because I was trying to beat it the way I'd normally beat an armored corps yeah. boss. And eventually, I guess I'll move in and try to use the sword. Because every once in a while, you'd run into an enemy where, like, oh, you just hit him with a sword or whatever you got, mm-hmm. melee style. and that'll Because it always did a lot of damage, but it was never very... Useful, like the sword in this game, definitely like auto targets way better than it ever has. It's in the a other destroyer, games. I think. It wipes um, out the
0: rank and file guys like no problem. Like you can see yeah. it in the B roll, just watch me use it. It's and it recharges like, real fast. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like there's
1: no downside yep. really.
0: Yeah, other so. than having
1: to close in if you're dealing with somebody that has like sniper, like like laser sight guys are a problem sometimes. Like gotta yeah. get around. With
0: I lean on it a lot.
1: You just want to go in that stuff. You just go down on the bottom of the thing, pop up behind them and hit them. With the thing, you know, it's, it's, it's and it saves ammo. Yep.
0: Uh, Kevin Rafa is asking, is this the best armor core?
1: No. Mm. I would say absolutely not. Yeah. I. I mean, I, mean, I haven't played good.
0: anywhere near. I mean, I totally bend the knee to you on this. It's one. good. <laughs> I mean, it's it's
1: it's good. I mean, it's 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 the best looking armored core. It plays very well. It's so fast. Like yeah. it, it, it is. There is the an element wrong? of this that feels like, oh, this is what they always wanted it to play like, mm-hmm. and it play it plays because there is a feeling of of old armored cores, especially before the uh, and in the kind of PS2 era, that they feel very kind of um stiff and mm-hmm. And there's still a little bit of that to this. But like yeah. it's it's much less. There are moments
0: where I feel like I'm not in as much control as I would like. Yeah, there's some of that. Yeah.
1: Um but like way less than the others. I mean I if I'm gonna go through the others like I definitely like uh for answer and um I think I like Four Answer and uh, Silent Line and probably Nine Breaker more than this. What but a it run is that the series had
0: ones. on PS2. One, two, three, oh, four, yeah. five, six PS2 games. Yep. Three Xbox 360 games. Seven
1: PS2 games.
0: I mean, that just shows you, though, how things have changed in the industry in general. Yeah. Like, we'll get one of these for this generation, and that's it. That's oh, all yeah. you're going to get.
1: Oh yeah. Well, also, and I, I mean, think
0: most From fans are okay with that. Well
1: also like a bunch a bunch of these in if this was today, a bunch of these would have been DLC. Yeah. You know, like right. there's no way Nexus, 9 Breaker, and Last Raven would be their own games that's today. True. Yeah, it no would have just been extra content. They'd just been extra content for Armored Core Three. Yeah. Which really is what they are. Like, that's yeah. what, They're expansion <coughs> packs, basically. That's what From used to do is they'd make one and then they'd use that system as a basis to make more. three more, basically. Yeah. And um Four is inter- so four is interesting because they did it was the first one on the 360, and they sort of targeted more of an American audience a little bit. They made, they made especially with Four Answer where they made it easier. You always know when Froms targeting America because they make it easier.
2: Yeah, uh, Four <laughs> Answer is
1: the easiest game in the series by far. But then like really the evolution of that turned out to be Chrome Hounds more than anything else, which is sort of Armored Core with a bunch of new ideas crammed into it, um, and then that crashed and burned pretty hard and that was the end of that. You'll yeah. never see a Chromehounds 2 I don't think.
0: Erebus is asking he says I played 1, 2, and 4 and thought they all sucked. Is this going to change my mind? No. Yeah. It's
1: I don't the, think it's so, the
0: same thing. It is the same game but prettier.
1: Prettier yeah. and a little smoother with the controls. Mm-hmm. Um, Refined. Yeah but if you if the basic com- combat of the, original armor, of the original ones
0: you played didn't do it for you this is probably not going to change your mind. Yep. I'd agree with that. So anyway, that's Armored Core 6. Again, don't forget what I said about the PS4 and PS5 versions. Just buy the PS4 version, you get the free upgrade. It is a little weird because it, even when you do that, it forces both the PS4 version and the PS5 version on the home screen of your PS5. You just got to make sure that you're selecting the right one when you go to play. I even tried to delete the PS4 version, and when I booted up my PS5 again, the PS4 version had reappeared in the home screen. So I don't know what's up there, but I do know that I did not spend an extra penny And I got the PlayStation 5 version. So just keep that in mind if you are interested. But again, Matt, I really... And it's not really... It doesn't have that much to do with the quality of the game. It's just really hard to recommend this game right now. There's just If you're talking about somebody who doesn't have an endless well of disposable income and has to make some tough decisions about what games they buy or don't buy... It's hard for me to say, buy this instead of Baldur's Gate 3, or buy this mm. instead of Starfield, or buy this instead of, like, the 10 other awesome games that are coming here in the next, like, three months across no. all the different platforms. And if you do know you'd like this better, you already own it. You bought it on you're launch already, day. You're already there. Yeah. So, I don't know how much utility Game Face has for a game like this one at mm. this moment in time, honestly, but... I think it's always good to kind of share our taste, particularly yeah. because you're so well-versed in the franchise. And Abram,
1: so. The Abram asks how the PvP is. I haven't played a ton of it, but mostly it's, uh, if you would like to be destroyed faster than you know what's happening, go play the PvP. You, yeah. you can't really get into the PvP on this until you've gone through in the game enough to unlock the actual good parts.
0: Because you got to remember... A lot of the weapons in this lock on. Mm-hmm. And so any game, any competitive game where that happens, like you really need to learn the ins and outs of the game before you jump into that competitive space. Yeah. And because of housed. how it works, you're
1: going to get builds that you just can't compete with. Yeah. So.
0: Somebody who's worked on that build for like a week mm-hmm. or whatever, that's just it's going to annoy and For it all, it all the music. anti-cheat
1: software stuff that loads up at the beginning of this game on yeah. PC, I don't know. Yeah. Some of that, some of that <laughs> shit seemed a little <laughs> sketchy to me. but.
0: So anyway, that's Armor Core Six. It is available for pretty much everything except for Switch. Um, this is one of those last stragglers of third-party games that has both a PS4 and an Xbox One version. Uh, mm. Those are becoming increasingly rare, and that was one thing I did notice throughout Gamescom was that almost every game at Gamescom was just PC and next-gen. Most of them had dropped the PS4. Mm. The Indies haven't yet, but most of the games. Apparently, the there's a
1: sixty-dollar bundle of the PS4 and PS5 version. Oh, interesting. Just that's that's just what it costs. Oh, okay. Um then why do they sell separate PS4 and PS5 versions? I don't know. I mean, I've seen a couple of things like that's like old style early PS5 stuff where you'd buy you had to buy the PS4 version and you just got a free upgrade to the PS5 version. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they But I mean, there
0: are separate SKUs, separate PS5 and PS4 mm-hmm. versions in stores. So, yeah, I, don't get, I don't know. Why
1: would that be? I don't know. I guess if you want the PS4 version for some reason, I guess. Does
0: the PS4 version run run faster? on the ps5 because that's it. happened a few times i doubt it i mean i don't know because i'm playing the ps5 version it lets you mm-hmm. download the ps5 version with the, P- is the ps4 disc just asks as a key to download the ps5 version if you want it
1: right but i'm saying the ps4 version of some games runs better that's true so yeah. maybe that's why well, i don't know
0: yeah, i don't know either interesting nevertheless but anyway don't pay 70 bucks for this game is what i'm getting uh
1: at. vincent says the ps4 version is locked at 60 on the ps5 so that might be an advance. i don't know what it runs at the PS5 version. I so.
0: never even played the PS4 version. I went straight to PS5 because so I just assumed it's going to be the superior version. So PS five is mostly sixty. It so P- runs like grease lightning. So
1: PS4 PS4 version, apparently, if you're really sensitive to sixty frames a second, that's slightly better. It run, it is it runs like I mean
0: it runs like I've got everything maxed
1: out on the PC and it runs like crazy. I,
0: it so. runs like a banshee on PS five too. Like I I've just played the PS5 version. I would, I would recommend. So, Mm -hmm. there you go. That's Armored Core Six available for pretty much everything. This might be one of those games that, like, you earmark and later on there's a sale. Maybe the holidays is a sale. Buy two, get one free. That type of thing is where I would recommend to keep an eye out for Armored Mm -hmm. Core Six. Just be, it's, it's tough. Yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't. Here's
1: the the thing thing. thing to (laughs) note. The thing to know really about the the difficulty spikes is not that like, oh, the difficulty spike. It's like. There is no hint as to what you need to build to fight
0: these things. No,
1: It's not always obvious. It's trial and error. And if you don't want to look it up online, you're going to have to just sort of guess. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, oh, like you wouldn't guess like the Juggernaut, the first chapter, the chapter one boss. You wouldn't guess it. One of the ways around him is to use weaker parts. Right. But it is. You use the reverse legs and move around like a bat behind him. And it doesn't matter that you have less life because you're never going to get hit. That's a
0: lot of what this game is, I think. With yeah. the bosses, is trying to figure out a way where they can't even attack you at all. Yeah. The other thing, to get in note their blind is, spot, um, get up underneath them.
1: The other thing to note, even though the camera goes nuts when you do that, sometimes it does. Uh, yeah. The other thing to note is do the training missions. Yeah. The training missions... you never only, played before? Well, they sure. not only teach you stuff, they give you some of the best parts in the game for free. Mm, that's right. A couple of things you get from those are really important to have
0: around for later builds. And again, remember what we said earlier, like the parts in this, it's not like you get a new part and it's just guaranteed to be better. It will be better in some areas, yeah, it's but it's weaker different. in others. Yeah,
1: it's just And it's like, like one of the grenade launchers you get from the, from the training mission, super useful for raining hell down on certain enemies and a particular boss. Yeah useless Everywhere otherwise.
0: Yeah. Like it's hard to hit. Things are out very, in the field.
1: very, very much um um uh situational. And one of the things that one of the big things and I can't there were, there were systems like this before. I don't remember anything as robust before the ACS, the the ACOS upgrade system in this. That eventually you get through the arena, you get these chips in the arena that you can upgrade permanent upgrades to the to the armored core. You're you're, fly, you're flying, and there's a bunch of different ones you can get. The most important things are there are upgrades to damage reduction. If you max it out, you can get fifteen percent less damage for everything that hits you. Super important. You can get more more repair from your repair kits. You get like three repair kits on each mission, like Estus flasks. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit, a little bit creeping in there, which is important because you need to be able to heal if you get hit with with a bad shot. Um, and then there's other stuff where you can unlock various things that are sort of bonus abilities. And one of the things you can unlock, and this used to be in some of the old ones too, but you can do a upgrade to the back mounts. So instead of only being able to carry back weapons, you can carry four handheld weapons. And you can get another upgrade that lets you jettison weapons. So if you run out of ammo on a weapon, you jettison it. And all of a sudden, you can move faster because you weigh less. Yeah. And those are really important, too. Especially moving forward into the later game, I think. The other thing I would say, too. I'm already hitting points where I'm like, "I, I need all the weapons I have. But at this point in the mission, I need to be able to move faster than I can move right now. Yeah. And I don't want to like, go back to the different legs because they're too weak. But like, it's, that's the balance of Core. It's yeah. like you're constantly rethinking what you built as soon as you go into a mission.
0: The one thing I would recommend, too, is like you have you can have so many weapons on your mech at a time. If you're having problems, just build your mech with a different weapon type. Yeah. Every, because then you can just try them all. You can see which one really works. You're probably not going to win the fight, but you go back, you rebuild your mech knowing what actually works. So that helps you a little bit with the trial and yeah, error. Yeah, and but. it's it's very, like, you might think that,
1: like, the laser or plasma weapons are sort of the default best, and they are good. Mm-hmm. But there are there are there are enemies that you are not going to be able to reliably hit with them because they they fire so slow. Yeah. Or they're resistant to energy. Right. And then if you swap out to like the baseline machine gun you got in mission one, you'll just burn yeah, through them. It's like really it's like, weird. Like yeah. you gotta you gotta experiment with some of the things you're running into, and 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 especially learn how to knock things knock their their stun meter down. Yep. Which is not something I recall being such a big deal in the previous armored cores. That is something they seem to have taken from Sekiro. God, people people love stun meters these days. I mean, <laughs> they, Final they, Fantasy 16 yeah. did it. When I mean, a lot of Final Fantasies have done it. Um, Jedi Survivor has it. Like yeah. it's just that's just that's the hotness right now. It seems like hitting it. something with a sword until it can't move anymore is just yeah. that's video games. Yeah, in 23, twenty
2: third,
0: twenty 2023. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. This Armor Core Six again. It's available for everything but Switch. Uh, but we recommend that you maybe look for it a little bit on down the road uh, after you get through the next couple months of awesome game releases. Next up. We're going to talk about a game that I did not play, and I wish I could have, because I'm very interested in this game, but I've just been too swamped with work, and luckily, Matt did play it. And usually, mm. with this game in particular, it would have been me playing it and usually, you not playing yeah. it. The roles are reversed this time, and that game is Immortals of Avium. It is... Everybody lazily is calling it Call of Duty with magic spells. Um, Which base, is what it is. Is that? Do you really feel that way now yes. that you've spent some time with it? Yeah. I mean, about, I think I'm about halfway through the game. Yeah? Yeah. Um, it's hard to
1: tell because, like, I just got the achievement for like f- finishing the chapter I finished, and it said f- has a big five on it. Mm-hmm. But I'm in chapter seven, so I don't know what that Weird. five means. <laughs> I don't know what Might happened there. Could be a bug, maybe. I, either that or the the achievements miscounted the prologue or something. I yeah, don't know. It could but like, be. I think I'm about halfway through. It feels like I'm closing in on the end of Act Two. Okay. Um, I'll say bu- this, Matt. So, We're about to hit the lowest point, is what I'm saying. Okay. Guess,
0: I've read you know a couple where we've curated reviews, so I have to kind of browse them and get mm. the gist of what people are saying. And I'll be, I'll be honest with you. A lot of the reviews I've been reading for this, it doesn't feel like people can quantify why they don't like it. Yeah, they, um, It's like they praise all this stuff about it, and they'd be like, but it's not very good. And I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. why is it not very good? Maybe you can help it us. It is—I um, don't—I dis- actually don't dislike
1: it. I like it more than I thought I would. Okay. Because um, if you recall, when the, the trailers had come up, I was very skeptical yeah, you're about it. Yeah, you are dismissive of it. I was just yeah. like, this doesn't look very interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not, really. What you're playing isn't. Yeah. Um, I would argue that sort of what people are maybe failing to get at in the in the things you're referring to is that I do think the game feels a little bit less than the sum of its parts. Interesting. Um, and what you're actually doing, like we're actually playing in the shooting, is really uninspired. Not like, really. There's blue. Ma- so, so the
0: premise is you are. Yeah, what's the story behind? Let's just start so you're in you're a in. um.
1: You are a kid, a guy named Jack, who's right there, right there. That okay, kid, that
0: guy, yeah.
1: Uh, desperately wants him to be played by Chris Pine in the movie. <laughs> um, so he, Jack is a he's he's a basically a street rat pickpocket with this girl Luna, um, who is living in this this, this this like shramshackle city place, which is basically like a like a like a favela built un- underneath a uh, not underneath a bridge in like on the ground underneath the bridge it's built on the supports of the bridge yeah because the crazy. bridge crosses a bottomless magic pit yeah and so like they live in sort of the slums here and meanwhile and the, the main thing is happening in the world is there is a war between two magical factions uh that's called the ever war that has been happening for as long as anyone can remember and is never going to end basically two magical warring factions at each other's throat. And, um, the, the, there's like the, the, the army, the kind of the militaristic group, the immortals who are sort of the leaders of the factions that are sort of fighting on roughly the side of, you know, the people who live here, but also not really cause they don't care about them cause they're poor peasants mm-hmm. There's Versus- a little bit
0: of a ready player one vibe to it. Uh, it's it's
1: got kind of that like you know, yeah, yeah, I guess slum like stacked up mobile home Cast thing a little system. bit. Um it's not that bad. Yeah. Like that's not Insult anything by comparing it to Red. <laughs> I know how much you love Ready um, Player One, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, and then like the you're they're up against uh, these bad, but are framed as the bad guys. And as I can't remember the guy's name, it begins with an S, but he's basically Sauron. Mm-hmm. You, know, he's, he's in, he, you saw him at the beginning of the B roll. He's in the fancy silver R- armor R-ing. and he's like yeah. doing all the magic shit. He's like the guy who <laughs> he in the end he they attack this this town at the end of the first chapter and kill. Her and all the all your all your pickpocket family, they blow the building up and he freaks out. And you can, he uses Matt You can use magic, and then when it blows the building up, he freaks out and like unleashes this torrent of of uncontrolled magic and kills all the soldiers. And then the leader of the the general of the um of the good guy quote unquote immortals army is shows up and is like, well, you're rather special, aren't you? Because you can do that. So she takes you and it jumps five years later. That she's trained you to be an immortal, and then you go through your selection process and you pass the trial and become a full-fledged immortal. And the ch- main ch- the main meat of the game is you are now an immortal of Avium, and you are part of this ever war against this evil guy. And then on your you're fir- still
0: going after the guy they introduced at the you. You are, of, right? but a-
1: after your first mission, you do run into him, and um, he takes his helmet off, and he's a kindly old man. Oh, who used to be an immortal. Oh, and there's a lot more happening than you think. See, I keep... No one No one is... Here's the thing. This um, game sounds better than people are giving well, it credit for. Well, here's the for. thing. So this is the, this, is the, this is the tension in Immortals of Avium. This game, there's a lot of thought put into the world and the story and the characters and the lore. Like, there's a whole encyclopedia of lore you can read through if you want to. There's all this stuff to find. Like, whoever... The people who made, made the game spent a lot of time building this world and building these people and building this like history to this world. It all feels like a real place in a very believable tangible way. It's just trapped in a shooter. Mm. You know? It's trapped in a pretty standard FPS. Mm-hmm. I will say there's a bunch of things we go back to like the 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 hub world place where the immortals hang out, you go around talk to everybody and get kind of information about things and get dialogue choices and stuff. My main thing I keep thinking when I play this game is if Anthem had been framed more like this, yeah. it would have been much more successful. Yeah. The other thing is like, so you've got all this stuff that's like, oh, this is an interesting situation. The story is actually a little interesting. It is sort of, there's been some accusations of Marvel style stuff in the a dialogue. And that's true. Everybody is a little quippy. Um, but some of it's very funny. Like some of it, like, look, like I know you're used to everybody speaking like a Tolkien character, but real people mouth off in in tough situations and make jokes and things like, you know, like go back to what the first written thing we have of any kind of commerce is someone writing a complaint letter about bad copper and like being all snide in it in Sanskrit. It's like people have been people forever. Like it doesn't matter how dramatic the, the situation was, we think historically. So like when, you know, when the big bad guy says like, you know, I you can't beat me, come meet me at this place. And the main character in the back of the meeting goes <clears throat> trap. Yeah, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's like yeah. I mean that's funny. It was, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and it's pretty well delivered. The the performances are good. Mm-hmm. Like like I think it's it's well good enough. And there's elements that are it, you know it all hangs together pretty well. The problem is when what you're actually playing is a very uninspired shooter.
0: Really? So it's just like so a generic first person shooter. Pretty much.
1: So like so you've got three kinds of magic. The, the reason Jack is special is he's a I can't remember the fucking capitalized proper nouns for anything. He he can there's three kinds of magic red, blue, and green. He can use all three. Most people can only use one color. Okay. So he's special because he's a he's special for two reasons. He can he can he's a triumvirate or a tri something. Yeah. Because he can use all three, and he's what's called an unforeseen. Because usually people who can use magic rise from, um, noble classes or, or houses. And he was just some random person who was able to use magic to the degree that he could become an immortal. And that does create some prejudice towards him from the other, because most immortals are nobility Yeah, and some of them are very nasty to him and some of them are not. Some of them are, it's a very big, wide variety of things. And there's a bunch of weird shit in there. There's a, there's a character, uh, who can see the future and is, they are always, it's a, it's a. The character isn't non-binary. The character is literally multiple people. The oh. character is like a le- legion, a legion of uh. a, an entire tribe in one body. But they can see everything that's ever happened and ever will happen, but they don't always know where they are, or what time uh, they're in. Gotcha. And so they'll answer your questions at the, from the end of the conversation, the beginning of the conversation. It's very confusing to talk to them. And they don't actually... The, at one point you ask, like, who's going to win the Ever War?" And they're like... I can't see that because time doesn't care anymore. No. It's it's gone on so long that even time isn't paying attention to it anymore. <laughs> that's funny. And I'm like, that's a really interesting idea. There's yeah. some cool stuff in there. But the gist of it is you get these these three colors. Uh, and blue. So you basically only have three guns is what yes. you're saying. Blue is so blue is sort of like directed general magic. Uh, red is big, damaging, big magic, and green... It's like your rocket launcher. And green is life and death and sort of more um, uh, uh, harming. It, it's it's so that, healing, healing and harming. What about fire rates?
0: Do those um, change
1: for each color? Yeah, well, so the, so if I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get the lore out on this first. Mm-hmm but the blue is a rifle the red is a shotgun and the and the green is a machine gun okay that's, that's what i was it. looking for that's it okay Literally, that's all that's you get it. for the whole game and you can well and you can like upgrade them there are upgrade there's tons of treasure and gems and magic crystals and stuff you pick up I and mean, you can upgrade all the different ones so like there are red magic gauntlets that are shotguns but there's also ones that are rocket launchers okay. like one. so they only hold one and they shoot at a big thing that blows yeah. up. and you can upgrade all those you can put those into things and upgrading that you can up- so i've got my uh blue one is the be- the one i like best because i like you know precision rifles when i'm playing things like this and so i just go around headshotting everybody you have a shield you can put up like a mm-hmm. magic shield and if it breaks you can there's if it breaks, they, they can hit you. But generally, like, I have not been hit in a firefight in this game in, like, three hours. <laughs> like, Jeez. unless I'm fighting a boss. Like, it's just, like, it's just you walk into an area, like, five guys drop in. You put the shield up. Brf, 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 you're done. They're all dead. That's it. Yeah. And, like, the, the hardest part is remembering where they all die so you can go pick up the gold they dropped. <laughs> like, really. like it's, And then you fight bosses. Some of the bosses are a little more involved. But even, like, the hand of what's-his-name... Who's set up as sort of like a Nazgul kind of thing? You're like, yeah. oh, you died in like five seconds. Oh, really? And I don't know if I have upgraded my character. I mean, I've been, you know me, I'm pretty diligent about yeah. poking in various places, and I've picked up all kinds of stuff. So every time I run into a, a forge, I upgrade my blue thing as much as I can, and I'm taking guys down like that. I mean. And, you're like, you're, you can kind of tell where where you are in power-wise because you're supposed to use the same color of magic against, like, shields of the same color. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, people will put up, like, bosses will put up a blue shield and I'm like, boom, boom, down. With, and like, your like, green I magic? Like,
2: no, with my with blue, your blue magic. magic yeah. Green
1: magic isn't as strong because it's not as accurate, so I don't use it as much. Uh-huh. The only time I have to switch to that is, like, Really, if I'm solving a puzzle that involves uh, the puzzle, so the, if you use the matching
0: color, it makes the game way too easy.
1: It does, but even if you don't, if you, I mean, my upgraded blue can cut through anything. I don't switch off blue very often. Yeah, um, it's good enough. Yeah. really. and like the so she- you're
0: basically using the same gun through the whole yeah, game, pretty much.
1: And like, <laughs> very rarely do you need to change up tactics. And I clearly, the game thinks I'm going to get hit more often than I do because you can only carry three health. You have health health crystals that you can heal with, and magic uh, restoration. So you've got You've got your normal attacks, and then you, you have power attacks. You have, like, a meter down in the right-hand corner. with like you've got, You start with three slots, mm-hmm. and you can use one of the special attacks. And they're supposed to be probably, if you fine. Run to a big guy. You do, like, the ground wave assault, and it'll stun him long enough for you to hit him in the head four times and kill him before they can do anything to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, they're big, like, stronger attacks, basically. And you, that does not uh, recharge. You have to recharge it with an item. a a magic square, magic cube thing. It is this game is constantly dropping health crystals and magic cubes and I do not need any of them. So
0: it's like them. impossible to die is what you're saying. It's, it's, it's very hard. I'm playing on normal. I'm
1: sure hard is harder, but like the default difficulty to me is really easy and I'm not that great at shooters. Yeah. So would shoot. you
0: recommend that people play it on the harder setting if they do pick it up? Maybe,
1: but I don't know if that's just like everyone's just become a, a bullet sponge and that's more frustrating Yeah. because it's like it's not like they're smarter or harder or more fun to fight. It's more like, well, it just takes longer to kill them so they're more likely to kill you. Yeah. And then you've got this thing which is the 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 the
0: giant you basically you combine all the colors and fire it's your special yeah and you, let me guess you tap both shoulder buttons at once no to you, ta- you click both sticks <laughs> okay it's one of the um, other and you have either to, tap both shoulder buttons or click both sticks. and you have
1: to find a specific kind of extra magic to fill yeah. that bar up but i use it so rarely there's just after firefights there's just like 14 of those crystals laying around i can't pick them up because the, the, the that magic's full right already yeah and then you've got you've got three skill trees for each color, for each color. and three for each color. Well, no, you got three and three one total. for each color. Okay. And then like you've got extra skills you can get, and some of them require you to have. You need two blues to get this one red ability. Mm-hmm. And so you got to kind of keep them both moving. And some of those are very strong. There's a couple. There's like and then like you have, you have gear as well. You have so not in addition to the different kite types of three magic bracelets, you can do. You also have. Um, you have actual bracers, which add stuff. You have rings, you have talismans, and you have extra abilities you pick up. So there's like an ability with a whip where you can whip a guy and pull him towards you. And eventually you can whip things and pull yourself up on specific locations, sort of like Darksiders let you do. It's
0: close to an action RPG. Um,
1: it, it is doing action RPG stuff. Like yeah, I yeah. said, if Anthem was, was more like this presentationally, it would have been received way better Interesting. i think it would have done way better huh um it is a little surprising to me that there's all this effort put into this single player only shooter from ea like i can see why they picked this up like it's it definitely has potential or it's got potential, potential it's just it doesn't for me the gameplay doesn't even as someone who doesn't play a lot of shooters like i feel like i've seen everything this game has to, to throw at me in terms of gameplay Outside of the fact that I'm shooting blue magic at someone instead of a rifle, right. you know, like, yeah. but I think like if someone who plays shooters all the time, like you played it, you'd be like, I understand. I'm playing what I usually play with a different skin laid on top right. of it. Yeah, and I'm interested every time we get to the new cutscenes. Anyway, that's um, um. Oh, I'm forgetting her name. She played the. She's the, in a lot of stuff. The co-pilot in Firefly. Yeah, um, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, uh, I,
0: she's all over the place. She's in everything. Gina yeah. Torres.
1: That's her name. Yeah. Gina Torres. She's very good. Uh, the guy who plays Jack is very good. The facial um,
0: animation looks great. Facial animation was like, great. He was just great. crying a minute ago. It looked very convincing. No, all the all the presentational
1: stuff is great. Like they do a really good, it's just what you're playing is just really wrote by it rote. sounds Like yeah, yeah. That's what I mean by less than some of its parts. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, there's, there, yeah, there's a big map. You can teleport different places as you get new abilities. You can unlock, you can, you know, you see like, oh, the sludge over here. I can't do anything. Now I have the ability to do the sludge to clear the sludge out so I can go back and, so
0: there's, a bit and of the, in there, there's a little bit of Metroidvania. There's a little bit of
1: Metroidvania too. There's a lot of stuff happening. There's a lot happening here. It, it just doesn't like it. quite gel. Interesting. And I don't quite know why other than what you're actually playing is not all that engaging. Yeah. And the, it, like, I would rather watch a movie about this, hmm. I would rather watch. Like so you like two-
0: the world, the characters, yeah. and all that. I think that all works. Gets really the actual plan and,
1: and like like the tone and sort of the way it were. I mean, if you if you saw and liked the Dungeons and Dragons movie mm-hmm. earlier this year, Honor Among Thieves, the Chris yeah. Pine, uh, um, I think you'll like this. I oh. think you'll like the way this is approached. Like it's that s- same kind of thing. It's got a little, it's got a little snark to it. It's got a little attitude, but it also has scale and scope narratively that isn't really captured in the game. Play itself, like it always. It's always going to come down to walking through a, an open area and and shooting ten guys. in the <laughs> head, You know,
0: like like it's, it doesn't have that verve yeah. to it. Now, this is one of the first Unreal Engine five games using um, the full tool stuff. Yeah, yeah. five point one actually. Yeah. Um, how does it run on your PC? It runs fine. Does it? Like um the only it, and it, it, keeping it, in mind Matt's PC is a monster. Yeah, there's
1: a little bit of stuttering here and there. It. Is, I will say this this is the, when i first loaded the game up and it did it's like you know it did it's like optimizing like load shader thing it is the first time I've ever heard that PC make any noise. The fan came the fan, on.
0: The fans <laughs> burned. The fans were like, <laughs> I was like, oh, Emerald did they save. smell because they came on for the first no, time? No, <laughs> no, no, but, like,
1: but it, I could hear, it, it was loud. It was working it was, a was little like, bit. It was like, it, like, it like a jet engine started. To, yeah. And then it calmed down after the title screen and it didn't make any noise. It doesn't make any noise while it's playing the game. Yeah. But when it loaded those shaders, wow. but the fans went overdrive. The other thing that happens, and I don't know what this is. Every time I start it, it switches my audio output to it's some internal thing that's not my speakers and even if i switch it it doesn't switch the audio back on in the game i have to quit the game switch the audio back to the proper speakers and start the game again and then i get sound out of it that's weird every t- so like i just i played it last night i quit it if i go downstairs right now and start it up there will be no sound and i will have to quit the game change the speaker setting again and start the game again that is every weird. time weird I do not know I've never run into anything
0: like that ever before it's a bug it's gotta be a very bug. weird yeah. but
1: other than that no it runs there's some stuttering here and there there's there's a little hitches once in a while but for the most part it runs very smooth how's
0: it look on your PC
1: looks pretty good I mean it is running at uh, I think it is running at uh, 2k Okay. Uh, in default, with everything on, everything's on ultra ray tracing, the whole deal. I've got it running about 500, I think 500, the halfway setting for the cache, the shader cache, so mm-hmm. it doesn't have to constantly load things yeah. in. Um It looks pretty good. It doesn't seem to have HDR, which kind of impacts the color gaps a little weird. bit. That's weird. At least it Why? didn't. It, I don't think it did when I started. Maybe they added it later. I don't think yeah. there's been a big update like that.
0: Um, I mean, I'll be honest, you looks know, just fine. looking at our B roll or whatever, it's like unreal engine five or is unreal engine four like I, I don't know i don't see a gigantic difference in games that are built for one or the other so far i mean no, hopefully it, that changes over time but like you can tell a little bit
1: like the characters and the character models and all the little things on them and like there's some part i mean there's a lot of impressive particle stuff with the magic effects in this mm-hmm. it just doesn't matter yeah you know what i mean like yeah and there's a lot happening like if i'm i got my shield up I'm firing stuff through the shield. I got a transparency over here throwing and- stuff over here. Like 14 guys are casting spells at me this way. There's waterfalls and there's a ley line going through. The- I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot happening visually. It's just, you'd numb to it after a while, yeah. you know, like that
0: happens. You have to.
1: sometimes you have to show a little restraint
0: in yeah. game development, I think.
1: You got, Yeah, yeah, you got to you got to make you, you, you got to breathe. You can't do Michael Bay all the time. Michael yeah. Bay's problem is that he, he everything happens up here and it never slows down, so it just feels like everything's the same after That's a while.
0: That's why I fell asleep in the third Matrix movie. Yeah. Because they, they just put it to 11 and they left it there. And I gotta fell gotta asleep breathe. with ak forty seven. You got to breathe once in a while. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it sounds like there's some promise
1: here. There is there's something there is something here. Yeah. Um I don't think they quite got there, but there's something like there's I would love to see a second one. Mm-hmm. Cuz I bet the second one would hit in a, in the way they want it to. It feels like there was it feels like they got there, but they didn't quite accomplish what they were after. Yeah. And I think with a little mo- I think maybe you could either lean harder into the um the shooter aspect or you could lean harder into the um RPG. Yeah. And it pers- might be
0: smarter to go more towards. Per- personally, the RPG I would lean side. more. I would make,
1: I would do more of a mass effect thing with yeah. this. I would lean into the RPG thing and have the shooting just sort of be the conduit by which you get
0: to the next. I think that's part. the right approach, but I um, do you think EA will, ma- will publish another one. I don't. I, I would be surprised. I mean, there's been very little hype about this game out on the wilds of the internet. And I can just tell you, looking at the data on Sifted, as far as like how much people watch the media or read the articles on the site,
1: no one is paying attention. People to this don't game care. At all, no. Yeah, it's also a very bad title. Yeah, Immortals of AVM is a bad. It's title. yeah,
0: it's so ambiguous. It's I don't know game. what else you'd call it, but like. Yeah. But I hear, I hear you. It doesn't ring a bell or <laughs> it ring anything really. It's no. It's just generic fantasy like, title. It's, it's too.
1: It's too vowel-y. It's too. There's no. There's not enough con- <laughs> not immortals enough con- of avium. You're right. Like there's no, there's no. There's no hit. There's no. Well, avium. That word
2: is avium.
1: almost all vowels. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it, yeah, it's, like, Ooh, it's like yeah. It's like avium. It's like yeah. It's like you need something with a little like something that makes you. You need a K in there somewhere. You need something. <laughs> That's hard. You need Mass Effect. <laughs> effects You need. Um, you need Dark Soul. Dark yeah, Soul. Yeah. You, know? you need. You gotta have something in there. Yeah. For those of you who even are even Starfield, Starfield, a, D, the, the, D, F, yeah. the F and yeah, the D yeah. give you the punch. Like Immor- Immortals of Avium. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, for it's those like a tired man
1: on a porch in in Alabama. Immortals of Avium.
0: <laughs> for uh, for those of you who are listening to this episode and are are not watching it, um, Immortals of Avium is only available for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series mm. uh, because it is an Unreal Engine five game, and typically those are always going to be. PS5 and next-gen only. So um, I really doubt we'll ever see a sequel to this game. EA isn't the type to nurture IP along. No, although I'm not clear. So this is something
1: they that they didn't do themselves. They've, no, they've they kind of publishing this, it. basically, yeah. I could see someone... Picking, picking this someone up someone else picking it someone up someone
0: else picking it up like at some a, point. yeah one of the like b-tier yeah like Indies. a th nordic or yeah. something
1: like that like yeah. you could, i could see that happen 505 games yeah, i could see publishers. ubisoft picking it up just for the sake of having some kind of variety in their library or just for the sake of having a, having game, a, a game in their library <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> okay well there you go i don't know i you know by the time i give this a spin and i come back it'll be too late you know so i doubt i'm gonna ever even end up playing this honestly mm-hmm. Uh, because i get back well when and it's, it's like just,
1: 20 bucks around christmas maybe. you might
0: want to give it a shot yeah. it's uh it's not i it's it's like I not said, reading the reviews it's really hard to pinpoint what is bad about yeah.
1: the game it's not there's nothing really bad about it it just should be better than it is yeah. and I, and and most of that comes from how uninspired the gameplay is even though i think they're trying to make it something special it just doesn't get there it mm-hmm. doesn't feel any it doesn't feel firing the green Magic doesn't really feel any different than firing a machine gun. Yeah. You know, and it just doesn't... It doesn't feel like magic. It feels like reskin like
2: guns. Gun. Yeah. Okay. And that's a problem. Yeah.
0: Some people may like to hear that, though.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, if you don't want anything... If you just want a different look to a shooter, like, it, it'll get you there. Yeah. Um, and it is, there are very satisfying things. You know, there is that satisfaction of, like... The you know the the extra reticle pop and the ping when you headshot someone like in Battlefield. So the headshots it's, feel good. They do. They do. It's like it's hard to get them on sometimes, but like you know when it happens and like you get a little vibrate through the controller, and you get a little ping, and you get a little like visual thing. It's they're they're trying to hit that dopamine button as much as mm-hmm. they can with that. It's just sort of like it's just so repetitive yeah. after a while. And you're like because early on you're like oh I can do this I got this oh I got another gauntlet oh I can do shotgun stuff now you got that and then like after a while you're like oh this is and then it never goes anywhere after is. that yeah um and it's very hard to tell where you are some of the environments early on are all kind of the same Mm -hmm. eventually that branches out more and it becomes less like that i am surprised how much you've played it though
0: i really Um, thought you'd play like an hour or two and be like i'm good it's
1: very easy to play that's Mm -hmm. the thing And like part of me was like i was interested enough in the story i'm like does this ever get any better in terms of what i'm playing and like it just hasn't it doesn't like you know (laughs) six or seven hours in i just feel like i'm still doing the same thing
0: again the competition is so stiff right now like from this point I until mean, the end of the year, like...
1: I mean, as soon as... Assass- uh, assassins. As soon as... Arm- AC is tripping me up. As soon as Armored Core came out, I basically for- forgot Quit about this it. game. Yeah. I loaded it up last night purely to remember it, basically, so, could so I could talk today. about it today. And then, you know, come Thursday, it may as well not exist, yeah. so... I hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you find me playing Immortals of Aveum. If, I'm, if yes, I see you yeah. on
0: my friends list playing like, oh, oh my god. Oh my god.
1: The show
0: when we come back is going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the best episode of Game Face. The whole room is just going to be on fire. <laughs> it's just like- so anyway, uh, there you go. That's Immortals of Avium. Again, it's only PC, PS5, yeah. and Xbox Series. I wish. I
1: mean, I know it's not feasible just because of the tools in play. And all. It would have been great if they could have gotten this out last year because mm-hmm. it yeah. would have had there no so many, competition. There were so many
0: open windows for it. Yeah, even earlier in the year. Even we were playing yeah, even stuff like, like For two months ago or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, like summer. You know, summer, summer hit. Yeah, could have been, been like the game people were playing in the summer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just up against a uh, sandwich between Baldur's Gate, Armored Core, and Starfield. Like, uh,
0: uh, I'm okay. surprised you played it at all, Matt. <laughs>
2: well,
1: really... believe me, if we'd gotten two Starfield codes, it wouldn't happen. that would have been a very different It's a situation. blessing in
0: disguise, Sifters, that Matt didn't get a code, because <laughs> now we got to, we got to get his report on this.
1: I'd be zooming in from downstairs. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's also good to um, have you talk about a shooter for once instead of me. Mm. Like it's, it's, I'm typically always the voice on first-person action games on the show, and like it's good to hear a different perspective yeah. on things. And and, of course, I think it would be better if it was third person. Yeah. Um, partly because the character
1: looks cool. Like, I, I would like to see what's the happening. The magic happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, it feels like such a limited way of showing that. And it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, and he's doing all the hand stuff. But it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, you even reload with X. Like, it's the same thing. It's a shooter. It's yeah. the same game. Do you switch the magic with Y? Y, of course you do. <laughs> there you go. All and right. then B is dodge. You yeah. have a little blink spell. And then mm-hmm. A, you jump. And then you can double jump. And then you can eventually you can hover. So there's some platforming, there's some puzzle solving There's a couple puzzles I haven't figured out yet But they're sort of a thing like the Metroid thing Where you're like Am I not understanding this, or do, do I need an ability I don't know I just know don't about have it. what like, I need. Yeah, to solve like I thought we—I thought we solved this problem in Banjo Tooie, guys. <laughs> you know? Yeah. At least tell me. Like, every right. once in a while, he'll be—the character will be Jack will be like, "Oh, I don't think I can do anything with this right now." I'm like, "Okay, can you tell me that more often?" Because at one point, I was trying to solve a puzzle forever and I couldn't figure it out. And, and like, like ten minutes later, I'm like, I got another, a new ability. I'm like,
0: "Oh, that will That's solve like, that yeah. puzzle." I wasted <laughs> fucking half an hour trying to do this. That sucks. Ugh. Been there many times <laughs> so anyway there you go that's immortals of avium again pc ps5 xbox series we struggle to recommend it with all the other big games coming out
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which is a shame yeah like it would have been nice to
1: it'd be nice to be in the universe where this game came out and hit it out of the park
0: yeah speaking of shame that was a great uh segue into our next topic which is Gamescom 2023. I wouldn't say it was shameful, but it certainly wasn't anything to write home about. Here we are, the third topic of Game Face, and we're just now going to recap Gamescom for you. Now, last week's episode happened right after Keeley's big opening night live thing, which... Big. All- yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be. Well, we're talking Gamescom here, so let's yeah. scale it down a bit. So yeah. as it, But as it turns out, Keeley's thing was pretty much a bust, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was really no big reveals in that hardly at all, other yeah. than a couple release dates. The Mortal Kombat stuff was nice. Like, there's some stuff that came out of the game, but
1: uh, it was all known stuff. Like, yeah. Uh, like some of the cutscenes they showed from Mortal Kombat are really funny. Mm-hmm. Like the bit where Sub Zero attacks the guy at the bar, and like the other guy just continues drinking and breaks a piece of ice off and puts it in the drink. Like that's yeah, very good. Like, it I, is, that's yeah. great. Like yeah. I, I love all that stuff. But it's like that's a known quantity. The game well, that we was like know the
0: twentieth trailer. For oh Mortal sure. Kombat. And like, let's be
1: honest, like they've been that tone and that aspect of mortal combat's been in play for three games now yeah the fourth now you yeah know, on, so it's not like there's any surprise there it's just like it's you know it's fun to see but that's not a reason to show up in cologne is it
0: yeah you know? keely basically just showed new trailers for his big reveal was modern warfare 3 having yeah. having the, that campaign because there was no e3 to and, do that right for that, yeah, that was his big win
1: normally that would be the sony press conference yep
0: But the rest of it was a new trailer for Mortal Kombat One, a new trailer for Assassin's Creed Mirage, a new trailer for Alan Wake Two. I mean, the Night Dive stuff. Yeah, like I mean, you
1: even mentioned that with the before, where like they had two at least two more remasters in the chamber, and yeah, they were. Sure enough, there they
0: were. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and those were kind of the big things from Keely's event. Like, you know, I'm not gonna I be I mean, over The it fact that much. the Dark
1: Forces remake is coming is definitely the best the biggest news out of
0: Gamescom <laughs> for me. I mean, but still think but, about that. Oh yeah. If that's the biggest news oh, for yeah. you coming out of Gamescom.
1: Look, man, I can't remember the last Gamescom thing that really blew me away. So it's yeah. like it's like
0: hey. Well, we got the release date for Tekken 8. That's not coming this year, it's coming January twenty sixth of next year. Called it. Yep. Yeah, you did call. Actually, did- I think for at first you were saying it was, it was going to. come I thought out this it
1: would be, but then I didn't enough to. I didn't draft it. Yeah, that's how you know I didn't think it was coming this
0: year yeah. anymore. Yeah, and then we got the uh, release date for Sonic Superstars, which is the next 2D Sonic. That is October seventeenth. October. i don't know why anybody would schedule anything for october at this well, point. well you can
1: do that because sonic has a built-in audience that's different from everything it, you're right else. it probably
0: doesn't matter when you release a sonic game yeah that's one game that's probably going to be bulletproof for no you october. can't you,
1: these those people get
0: something out of sonic
1: they don't get out of anything else which we should probably not dig into any further
0: yeah exactly <laughs> um and that was pretty much it for keely's event even though it lasted two hours mm-hmm. i mean we basically it was a two-hour show for like five trailers that you wanted to watch five or six trailers um I would give Keeley's event a C- for I, opening night live. I didn't
1: even watch enough of it to, de- to grade it. Okay. I believe you. Yeah. Kind
0: of. But, again, I wouldn't blame him for that. It's just tough. Gamescom is difficult. The publishers are used to the cadence of putting out something big around June time and then not mm-hmm. having to do anything until, like, the Game Awards yeah, in December. because they're busy making
1: this stuff that's supposed to come, right. like, hit the shelves in about a month. Yeah, so, so.
0: trying to just drop down there in August in the middle of it. It's just tough. Gamescom might want to consider moving to June. Yeah. I mean, it's open now. Let's be honest. I don't think that's a terrible idea. Just take over E3. Make it the new E3. Take that slot. Yeah. Why not? Maybe it won't work. Maybe it will, but you might as well try. It can't be any worse than August, man. Right. Also, who wants to go anywhere in the middle of August when it's hot as balls out? Like. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that was Keely's event, opening night live. And then we got to the show proper. And one of the very biggest stories happened, I think actually the day before the show even kicked off, like the same day as Keely's thing, was we finally got more information on PlayStation Q. And we got the final name of PlayStation Q. It is called PlayStation Portal. It is coming out before the end of the year. They don't have a hard release date for it, but it's coming out before the end of the year for $200. It has an 8-inch L C D 1080p screen that runs at 60 hertz, so 60 frames per second. And then initially there was confusion around it because if you went to Sony's own official page for the Q handheld, there were there were lines in the description that made people believe that it would only work on the same network as whatever your PlayStation five was connected to. Mm -hmm. And so at first, like all the stories reporting on this were saying like, you can't even take this thing on the road. You could only use it at home. Now, as it turns out, that was not true. Um, and PlayStation even went back. And if you go to the bottom of that page now where it has like FAQ, they've added a question there about it. And they do confirm that, no, you can in fact take this on the road with you and use it on Wi-Fi or whatever to play games. But they say, we recommend it mostly for use at home because once you take it out on the um, road, your experience is probably going to suck. Yeah, it's, it was basically like, you can do it, but good luck. Yeah. Um, but so you can, though. So you can take it to, like, a hotel and hook, a, hook it up to the hotel until, Wi-Fi. And until, as long as you're... Until the hotel's like, what are you doing yeah, yeah. using all our bandwidth right. for? Right, yeah. Because they did recommend, like, the bandwidth recommended for it is high. Yeah. Like, when you're on the road. So it's not going to be ideal for that. But basically what it does is it just streams the game from your PS5 to that little screen on the controller. How do you feel about the price, Matt, for 200 bucks At first when I heard it, I thought it was, like, insane. but It now is insane. You, it is insane, It's you think? a screen. Yeah. A it's 1080p a screen. screen. Yeah. I mean, you're I, basically paying for a small 1080p screen and a DualSense controller. Yeah. DualSense controllers, 80 bucks. You can Wh- get cheaper. where?
1: Where am I playing this? Where, what hotel am I staying at with Wi-Fi that robust? Where, what plane am I on? Why would I play I home? No. Like I, it,
0: yeah. I, this seems like one of those things, Matt, that was Again, made if you're, for if, Japan. If you have to share TV, I guess. Right. I, it feels to me like this is one of those things in the games industry that doesn't make sense to us, but it does make sense for Japan. Like the the GameCube. Everyone's like, why is it so little? Why is it a cube? Well, because people in Japan live in shoeboxes mm-hmm. and they don't have a lot of space. We couldn't understand that people in japan do and what's the but like you can already do remote streaming
1: of the ps5 on like almost any screen you can think of on a vita and use a controller if you just bring the controller plug it in plug it into a vita or plug it into a a laptop or whatever you know my macbook can do that
0: yeah and i don't have to pay an extra 200 dollars for it yeah what's the point i don't get it they're basically doubling their money so my guess is it costs a hundred dollars to manufacture this thing and they're charging Mm -hmm. double for it it, I, I, it may I, not even cost a hundred to manufacture. I saw a
1: Twitter poll on this about are you gonna are you interested? Are you gonna buy it? it was like it was a few thousand people responding. Ninety four percent no. Mm. This thing is dead in it the is water. D-O-A. Yeah. There's no chance. Like what? In the, I don't know what the hell the use case for this thing's supposed to.
0: Be I don't either. For two hundred bucks again. I think Japan where people are, don't have two TVs, they have one Maybe. usually.
1: The but... most exciting thing in that video is the fucking earbuds. Yeah, like those, those earbuds earbuds look pretty are badass.
0: Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: even the the headset looked okay. Yeah.
0: All the sound equipment that Sony's released so far, officially for PS5, has been awesome. Yeah. They're doing a good job with it. Way more interesting than that. They just bought a headphone manufacturer, too, I believe, like Mm. last week. Mm. So, and I think they said they're going to allow them to operate as usual. They're not going to take over the company either. So, um, yeah. I mean, what price makes more sense for you? For me, zero. Right. I, I, I Sewer Rat may taste What price like would make you consider it? Nothing. Nothing. Sewer
1: Rat may taste like pumpkin pie, but I'll never know because <laughs> I'll never eat the filthy motherfucker, <laughs> as Samuel L. Jackson once said.
0: Fair enough. I have absolutely no use for that. Yeah. It would not be worth the I think space the it US, takes up in my house. Yeah, I think in the U.S. it's dead in the water. Uh, but anyway, it's called PlayStation Portal. Again, $200 coming before the end of the year. You probably kind of want to announce the release date there. Yeah, it is weird they didn't have a release date <laughs> like, for that, but... Nah. Anyway, like or maybe they have... know just as well as we do that this is just dead in the water. and yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't they'll know. shadow either. drop it. Yeah. Be like, ha! They'll do some, they, maybe they'll just shadow drop it during the Game Awards at the beginning of December or something. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. That'd be their only chance of selling some of them. They probably just want to do it <laughs> yes. in one of their own like state of plays or yeah. something. Save it for themselves. Yeah. But anyway, other than that, PlayStation Portal, PlayStation was completely MIA at Gamescom. So it is an equal opportunity lever. It's hit left E3. It really has no presence at Gamescom Mm -hmm. anymore. I don't know. Like, now we're we're getting the reports that it's falling behind the PS4. Like, I don't know. It might want to start rethinking some of the stuff that it's been doing the last couple of years. Well, it's not having a very
1: good year in terms of release schedule is the problem. That's true. I mean, it's it's
0: had an abysmal release schedule.
1: Everybody's just waiting for Spider-Man at this point. Yep. That was the other weird thing today, because all the all the furor over Starfield, there were like Sony people screaming about how like, oh, Spider-Man 2's not getting any marketing because Assassin's <laughs> Creed got the Game Informer cover. August it comes out in October. Like, yeah. Everything. I don't know how many times I need to explain this. Marketing blitzes start four weeks before release yeah. for everything: movies, TV shows, games, music, whatever you have. Four weeks before release, about three weeks sometimes, yeah. because you want people to be excited or aware of it. And then be able to buy it. Yeah, you do not want to tell someone about shit like this two, three months early, and then they're like, oh yeah, when kind of, oh October, I'm gonna, ne- I'm gonna forget about it, never think about it again. Like, <laughs> that's how you get the. That that's the problem. You don't put yeah. shit on buses yeah. or billboards or NFL games until you're like weeks away People from being able to buy think it. Think about buying it. Yeah. That's it. I agree. Spider Man Two will get its fucking
0: marketing push. I promise. Yep, I agree. So anyway, PlayStation was pretty much other than PlayStation Portal, MIA at Gamescom. So, but maybe it just didn't really have anything to show that it felt confident in. I don't know. It's yeah. a little weird. There's a little bit of Spider-Man stuff. Yeah, but, but nothing major, nothing special. Yeah, yeah
1: nothing. You know, they're, they're saving all that for themselves. Like that's yeah. they, they broke away from all these shows because they want to do their own State of Play stuff and. You know they know that they can drive traffic to those things just fine. Yeah. It'll be it'll be fine. It'll, we'll, we'll see them in September.
0: Yeah. Um, one of the smaller stories kicking around Gamescom and it only came out from interviews with CD Projekt Red is that a sequel to Cyberpunk 2077 was confirmed at Gamescom. Bold. When they were doing interviews about um, the, this last expansion that they're doing uh-huh. for the game, they're like, Which this... "Does look quite good. It does. Yeah, it looks really good." Um, they're like, "This is it. As soon as this is done and shipped." We are moving on to Cyberpunk 2077 2.
1: 2078?
0: I guess that's right. what it would be. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. know how you what you're going to name the
1: sequel. I mean, you could jump ahead, however. Right, However many years? Um You see like recently it was like earlier it was like a week or two ago or maybe it was this week I don't know. It was the day that Johnny Silverhand "Quote unquote dies, Oh right,
2: right, yeah. To take we place got to that day. 2023, Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. We're starting to see a lot of sci fi days come and go now, where we oh yeah movies I mean, from the eighties and seventies. Four and, years past Blade Runner. It's pretty funny at what the the creators and the creatives thought our future would be like, and what it actually is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More advanced in some ways, and less advanced in other ways. He made Back to the Future today. He'd go
1: back to nineteen ninety
0: three. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Um, so anyway, um, a sequel to Cyberpunk is coming. Are you surprised by that at all?
1: I mean, it's bold. Like, yeah, I, there was certainly after how that thing launched, you'd think they'd never mention it. They'd never yeah. just, like, get, get done and never mention it. I'm surprised they made DLC for the fucking thing. Yeah. But, I mean, it is a solid IP. It's not really something you want to
0: abandon. I look at how much money they made on it, and it's really a no-brainer. Yeah, it did sell fine. It's a no-brainer. Certainly. And ultimately, they did fix it up. Although, I do think there's a lot of people who bought those last-gen versions who feel burned by the game still.
1: Yeah, well, also, to me, that this that says how confident they are in this DLC yeah. and how confident they are in the, the revamp of how mm-hmm. the systems all work. I feel like they think that people are going to embrace this in a way that they didn't in the first one. I hope it I hope it works, because I do too. what they're talking about... I want about, it to be great! Well, a lot of what they're talking <laughs> about in the terms of how they're revamping the skill systems and how the game plays is a lot more like how I wanted it to play in right. the first place.
0: I feel like so. this is what the game... Was was supposed to be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Other than, you will never, ever, ever convince me that the first act of the game wasn't supposed to be playing through that first year with Jack.
0: Yeah, I agree. That
1: that montage was supposed to be the first third of the game. It
0: still bothers me. It should have.
1: It should have been that. I agree. Because that it's so obviously how you're supposed to learn about the city and the world. Yeah. And come into like that situation and why you're supposed to build up affection for Jackie before that big job. Like that's the that's why that big job thing, they're all talking it's like, oh, this is it. it, happened the, it so is the quickly. Big it's like this would have actual impact on me if I'd been doing a bunch of menial shit. Right. And like for, Now you know, here's the big job. Right.
0: Instead it's your first job, basically. Yeah, so it literally is the first job. <laughs> yeah. Poor poor planning. But I think you're right. I think they had to do some chopping and they just couldn't find a good place to chop it. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, Sequel to Cyberpunk 2077 is coming. Uh, next up, a Fallout TV series was teased for the first time here. I mean, we have some stories on Sifted about it, um, but not many details. They apparently there was a teaser shown behind closed doors for the first time for yeah. the show. Todd Howard talked about it a little I bit. I saw it. Oh, you, you did see the did teaser.
1: See he um, looks like. Uh, I'll say this for it: if you just showed it to me with no context, I would know
0: it's Fallout. Oh, good. So that's positive. Yeah. Um, he said that he's been working on it, which is mm-hmm. encouraging. It's kind of like Miyamoto working on the the Mario movie. You're like that be, makes me feel a little better. This
1: seems to be sort of in the lines of how Last of Us was done. Yeah, I don't think Todd's writing episodes. No,
0: I don't either. Like, yeah. But <laughs>
1: like, but it's uh, no, he, they're, they're, he's involved. And like again, that wouldn't have happened, you know, five years ago with a video game adaptation.
0: Yeah. Um. So keep an eye out for that. I think we should probably start getting more information on that in early part of 2024. Mm -hmm. I think it's supposed to launch next year. Yeah, it's it's further along than you think. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. It's good when when you see stuff for the first time and you're like, oh, I had forgotten about that, and it looks way better than I thought Mm -hmm. it would.
1: It does take take place in L.A., which is because we haven't been to L.A. in Fallout since the early games in the 90s. Yeah. Although I will say the, uh, the the little teaser image. Clearly made with A.I., and very poor. Like there's people yeah. with three legs, and like yeah. the one of the cars is both backwards and forwards at the same time. And like just, some of it's just like, oh, you really you, you went do this that thing? route, huh? That's too bad. <laughs> that is too bad. Uh, early on, I'm like, oh, are they supposed to have three legs? This is
0: nuclear mutant? They're like, no, it's just AI mistakes.
1: This <laughs> is the same old shit.
0: Yeah. So anyway, Fallout TV series is on the way, and it is a TV series and not a film, which is a big deal. Yeah. Walton
1: Goggins as a ghoul is like really good casting. Like yeah. That's solid. Oh, and yeah, Eternity, they will de- they. Have have to get ron perlman for the intro they have to yeah he better he, he's done it since 1995 like, and it's
0: not like he's doing anything else right well, he now is, he's working is he oh he, he's
1: always like in something. i haven't seen no, him. No, he's always in something it's oh, just not okay. always something you're paying attention to okay he's it's smaller stuff you know, that's good like, to hear but no he will he, he loves fallout he'll come back and do that if they call him i'm sure
2: okay
0: um and then the biggest thing easily at gamescom if you were actually at gamescom was that they showed the first 20 minutes of starfield matt are you shocked that that hasn't leaked out that somebody didn't shoot it on their cell phone and like leak it well the 40 minutes already got out there so it didn't really matter but that was somebody who had review code or no they had the stolen version of the game They stole
1: the game and then they got arrested for trying to sell it (laughs) yeah not exactly a master criminal folks yeah but
0: not sending their smartest no (laughs) to say the least um But I'm surprised it hasn't leaked out somehow. Like, on one of those, like, little, like, Web like, cheap YouTube knockoffs in Asia. Like, that's usually where this stuff appears. Because the Western publishers can't figure out who to contact to get the stuff taken (laughs) down. (laughs) I imagine that
1: when they showed it, they were just very strict about... Camera stuff.
0: Yeah, but I mean that happens all the time, and people still slide it in, just have it in their pocket. You'd be
1: surprised, though. People are
0: thirsty for stuff. They might
1: have done the thing where they put everybody's cell phones in a bag, like you know, with some of those things. There's not much you can do about it when it happens.
0: It is kind of silly, though, that they would show. Next level says that it did leak. Oh, it did leak. Oh, it's out there somewhere. Next level says it's out there somewhere. Okay, I didn't see it. And I didn't see any stories no. people reporting. I mean, I'm not here. looking for it. Right. So. Yeah. But I mean, I see. Not that I care about the first 20
1: minutes. Of the, it's like, oh, no, you've spoiled 20 minutes of the 40 hour story. It's like. Well,
0: the one thing about Bethesda's RPGs is they
1: do tend to start in unique ways. Sure. But at the same time, I don't particularly care if I know that I wake up in a mine cart in uh, the beginning of Skyrim. either. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the dragon attack is cool, but it's yeah. like I, I don't remember a time I didn't know
0: that. Yeah. But anyway, that was definitely, if you were there, that was the one thing that every, everybody, seemed like, went to see was the first 20 minutes of Starfield... Um, and then let's start talking about some of the things that were at the show that did manage to catch my eye. There see, wasn't a lot. That's also so
1: weird to me because, like, the idea, if I was at Gamescom, I would never wait in line to see the first 20 minutes of a game I was going to play in two and, weeks. And
0: like, well, in, yeah, in some cases, like, a in few days. if
1: you are going to code. Yeah. yeah. Like,
0: or if you pre-ordered it and you can start playing it. Because the 31st, you can start playing it if you spent yeah. the extra 35 bucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So some of those people will be playing it in a couple days. So you're, to your point, you're right. Yeah. But if it's the biggest game there, you're going to wait in line.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like there might not have been much else to do. Yeah, because
0: so. <laughs> we're going to go through it here, and he, Matt is right. There wasn't a whole lot else to do. Um, one of the biggest games to me at the show, for reasons beyond just the game itself, Stalker 2. So we did get some bad news, and you got some bad news, Matt, because you had this on your fantasy team. It has been delayed. In... I've been saying
1: this thing was going to be delayed for months, Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and it was delayed into 2024 the as first long as quarter, space
1: marine 2 makes it this year i'm fine
0: you'll have all your you'll have a full have roster yeah. okay
1: um, the, the, the both alternates will have to come in but yeah uh, as but long your as your alternates are good so. alternates are good but as long as space as long as space marine 2 makes it this year and we'll get to that which it
0: sounds like it will yeah um, stalker 2 all i got to say is when these dudes walked into gamescom people should have given them a standing ovation If they walked on a stage anywhere, they should have got a standing ovation. Anytime you saw them, you should have applauded them for what they've been going through to make this video game. This studio is from Ukraine. They're in the middle of being invaded by a butcher. And somehow, they have managed to keep their eye on the ball and almost finish this damn game. It is amazing to think about what this team has done. Now, it's a delay. It's only to Q1. It's incredible what they've done. Like, I can't give this team enough accolades. Now, some people got to play this at Gamescom as well, and some of those reports are saying that it is brutally difficult. It's, like, man, they're, Stalker. We've, we've heard this before, the Dark Souls of whatever, but that's what they're calling this, the Dark Souls of first-person shooters. Dark Souls is the stalker of right. action RPGs. The <laughs> stalker let's, was around before be on, yeah. Dark Souls. Let's, let's, let's be clear. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, it is notoriously difficult, but it sounds like this one kicks it up a notch. Like, people were taken aback by it. Um, so, get ready. Yeah, Stalker <laughs> always been, I mean,
1: go, go pick up Stalker for cheap on Steam and mod the shit out of it, according to some of the mod guides mm-hmm. on how to make it, like, play different and work better and look better. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they really need to mess with the gameplay much to make it work mm-hmm. today. You just need to up the tech and and all that but like stalker is stalker is a singular thing mm-hmm. Stalk, uh, zone beast. i saw some people wondering like are, is it going to be like kind of dumbed down for a mass audience or are they going to stick their guns on what stalker has always been i'm like i cannot imagine these people bowing down to anyone but themselves nope. given what they had to do to get this thing made <laughs> no nope. i believe that this game will be exactly what they want it to be
0: yeah and it should be and honestly if what they've been going through comes through in the game a little bit all the better I mean that's art. That's how mm-hmm. art works. The things that you're going through comes through in your art. So I'm excited to play this yeah, again. And don't forget, it's based
1: on a movie. I know, yeah, an old movie called Stalker. I'll go look it up. It's it's not. It's roughly based, and again, the the movie predates Chernobyl, the Chernobyl disaster. Yeah, but go check out the original movie. Like it's 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 remarkable. It's very good. Yep. So anyway, it, was it sure sets slightly. the tone. Yeah.
0: It was delayed slightly, but not that long, so we don't have to wait too long. Yeah, I mean, we'll. I'll, this is one of those games where I'll believe it when it's in my hands. Yeah. Basically. But my, and look, I'll be completely forgiving if it gets delayed again. Sure. I would completely understand if it were delayed again. So um, that to me was one of the highlights. Just those guys being there—that's a big deal. Well, it is easier to travel west, right? So yeah, that's true. That's a good point. It's not like they had to cross enemy lines, yeah. to, get, to get to Germany. And I don't even know if they're still working in Ukraine.
1: They are. I think they just moved moved west. Okay. They were in. I think they were in Kev. They were Kev, yeah. but I think they moved. Uh, to everybody safer I mean, everybody moved to safer locations. Yeah. Every
0: seems like every other. But that's four still five a big days, deal. I mean, Kev you got You, you got to uproot the whole
1: development team, team yeah. and all the data and all the equipment and move it all somewhere
0: else. Yeah. Like that's that's a big disruption. It is. It's ama- again. It's amazing that it's even coming in Q one twenty four. Uh, next up, a game that Matt hinted at earlier, and I'm sure he was very excited to see this. There is a remaster coming of Star Wars Dark Forces. Now, Matt, I just have to fully admit here, as a huge Star Wars fan, Star Wars nerd, I have never played this game. Good and Lord. I'm a little bit ashamed of that.
1: You should be. What in the hell? Yep. I've never um, played it. I mean, it's a Doom clone, obviously. Yeah. It's, it's it's It came out of, like, what, two years after Doom, I think? Yep. Uh, I think it's even use. It's not using the Doom engine. It is the first, uh, like kind of sprite based uh, shooter to let you actually tilt up and down. You can look up and down, <laughs> whereas in Doom, it just automatically yeah. shot. It was on a plane. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember when when my friend my friend got this uh, and and we brought it back to, to home and put it on I remember we installed it was 50 megabytes. We couldn't believe how big this game to buy was. a new hard drive. No one could ever, it, it was half his hard drive. No one could ever make a game this big yeah. again. We to, um, so yeah. And so this is, I mean, this is the game where the dark troopers come from that are in the Mandalorian now. Yeah. Uh, that's where that's that, insane. That's where they took those from, <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's, cool and it start obviously it started the Jedi Knight series mm-hmm. um, i would love to see them do a remaster of Jedi Knight yeah. after this because Jedi Knight well, that i did play dark forces 2 jedi knight is actually the one that's the hardest to play properly today Wonder, a, why is that? It's just very archaic and doesn't run very well, and like FMV cutscenes are finicky with modern hardware. Now they did and redo
0: all the cutscenes. They did redo all of it. They look yeah.
1: okay. They look better. They, they're fine. <laughs> um, but like Jedi and there's there, look, I have mods that I did a whole mod pass on Jedi Knight at some point with like fan mod, you know, just yeah. fan mod stuff. And you can get the first Jedi Knight looking as good as Jedi Outcast. Really? Like it's actually very impressive. Wow! And you can get through it, and it's, it works pretty much the same way. And it's because because it, the se- the dirty little secret of this series is Jedi Knight's the best one, mm-hmm. and Jedi Outcast I hate, and Jedi Academy's pretty good, and Dark Forces is also pretty good. Yeah. Um, Jedi Knight's the best one, and uh, it's sort of been lost to history because it it never really. It just—it was on that cusp of 3D stuff where it's just, just ugly as hell. There are hell. a lot of
0: casualties. Like it's <laughs> that era, just,
1: it just—if yeah. you don't mod that thing, it looks awful. Yeah. Like you can't even tell what you're looking at half the time. But like a remaster of that would, in the in the in the vein of what you know Night Dive does, would be
0: great. Yeah. That would be a great move. Yep. Um, so anyway, that is coming next year, right? Dark Forces, I think the reason. I thought remastered. they said this year. Is it this year?
1: They said this year, I ah, think. Okay. I, I might be wrong,
0: but I, I swear that said coming this year. Okay. One of the cooler things that was shown at Gamescom and caught me completely off guard is Half Life 2 RTX, mm. which is basically Half Life 2 remastered using all the latest visual trickery on NVIDIA's cards. How do you feel about this one? Half Life cool. 2 for a whole new generation. That's cool. I'm probably not going to. I, mean, I won't play it again, probably. I mean,
1: I would. I might be, though. I I'm thinking against, about it. I wouldn't be against <laughs> it, but like, that's a Half Life Two is a long game. Yeah, it is long. You want to talk 18, about
0: eighteen, twenty hours?
1: That's a, that's a, okay. So I reviewed Half Life Two. I didn't finish that game because really? because I had to go play it at Valve, and I only had one day there, and I got really? I got like two thirds of the way through, and they're like, oh, that's pretty good. You got, the, you got the gist. Valve was okay with that. Yeah, I
0: mean, they set it I up. As so. far
1: as, uh, the only, I only had one day to play it. <laughs> wow. I,
0: I sat there and played the whole thing as long as I could, but I didn't get all the way through. That's crazy. Um, Half-Life 2 needs a remaster. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, This game is prime for it. Absolutely. Um, and I like what they've done with it so far. It looks good, man. I mean, just this shot right here just this shows you the change. Yeah, there are games that all they need is this facelift. You don't need to
1: mess with the actual yeah, I mean, Half-Life 2 is good
0: still all on its own. Um, it was the first modern era shooter, in my opinion. It was the yeah, it was the first thing to really bring the physics into the game. I mean, the physics, just the way the cutscenes work, like the structure of the game. There's so much about it that it was like a, it was literally just trailblazing at the time, and it still holds up all this time later. So, um, this is for 2024, um, and so far it's only announced for PC. So we'll see if they can get it to work on the consoles. But mm. my guess would be no.
1: It's just eternally hilarious to me that we're just never
0: getting a Half new Half Life. Instead, they're doing this. It's like what the hell, man! It, it, it's like a troll at this point. I think mm-hmm. it just—I think that's just Valve just trolling his fans. I just well, don't think. They're... Also, you can never
1: Half Life Three can never be anything that lives up to Half Life right. Three anymore. I, no, it, it's impossible. Who would ever put themselves? No matter
0: what, you're going to fail.
1: Who would ever put? Yeah, whoever put themselves on the line like that? <laughs>
0: I wouldn't. Uh, Next up, we got a new look at Alan Wake 2. And lo and behold, we finally got some footage of Alan Wake. (laughs) So far, all the promotion for this has shown the Mm. partner. Finally, we got some gameplay where you're actually playing as Alan Wake.
1: A.K.A. like John Wick era Keanu Reeves. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, How are you feeling about this? Oh, my God, I don't care. Yeah. At all. Remedy's making a big deal about how it's their first survival horror game that makes me a little nervous they keep saying over it's our first survival horror it's the first time we've tried this genre what was alan wake one exactly i mean i kind of thought i mean, I guess
1: it was a little more action driven than your usual survival horror at the game at the time but like yeah which i liked yeah but I, i don't i don't know
0: also how do you feel about this combo of like cg live action in engine cinematics there's like three different styles Mm -hmm. for cinematics in this game yeah that's all right i don't know yeah
1: i'm just waiting for control too if i'm (laughs) honest i don't i don't really care about this i
0: wasn't a big fan of the first alan wake i'm more excited for this than i was for that though because they're changing it and it's not like alan wake (laughs) one Yeah, I just
1: I don't know. I'm not I don't care much about horror to begin with. I like Control way more than Alan Wake. I like the premise, I like the idea, I like the character, I like all of it better. I like yeah. the gameplay,
0: I like all that more. This is also coming in October.
1: Yeah, it's just it's there's going to be way more I mean, I'm going to be playing Spider-Man too when this thing comes out and I could not give less of a shit at that point. I'm like, going to have to play this, aren't I? You are.
2: <laughs> Cuz
1: I'm going to be I'm going to be swinging around New
0: York. Yeah. Um, I'm not that
1: excited. You want us to go game, shine but... a flashlight at zombies?
0: No, no, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that excited for this game, but I am more excited for it than I was for Alan Wake One. I, and even after playing Alan Wake One, I didn't enjoy it all that much. It was just mm-hmm. kind of archaic. Yeah, like nothing about this looks bad
1: to me. Yeah. It's just, it just, it's not for me. I don't. It's yeah. not, not in my interest zone.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see. Moving on. This may be the game that everybody is talking about the most coming out of gamescom and that is crimson desert. We had got a trailer for this a while ago ago. and then out of nowhere, they released this one and it's, here's the thing. There's all these games that come from Asia and you Mm -hmm. see the trailers and they look like better than anything Western developers are making. And then they never, and then they never come out. Yeah. Yeah. This one, I think is gonna be real.
1: It looks like it, it and this game this this game is sort of what and I, I'm not being super draggy on it because i I do love the game. This game looks like what Dragon's Dogma fans want you to think Dragon's
2: Dogma is like. <laughs>
0: That's hilarious. I can understand that completely. That's why it's funny. <laughs> but this game, man, holy crap. It looks nuts. Yeah, and I ke- I kept waiting for like
1: the, the catch. You know, it's like, right. oh, it's 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 game as a service or it's an MMO or like all or these it's these an adventure things. game a, and you yeah. don't actually do all I this know, stuff. But not <laughs> it seems to be an open world action RPG where you can just go run around and do all this crazy shit. I'm just like I mean, this is I think it's also a if little it's MMO-ish. real. This is like oh, this is one of my games. This is right. the thing. I, this is what I like. Yeah, this is your jam. And it's like bright and colorful. And yeah, it's, it looks nice. It's like I'm into it.
0: I mean, it kind of looks like the next Baldur's Gate to me.
1: Well, except it probably be a. I mean, this is more my style because it's action based and skill based yeah. more than dice based. But, um, I mean, it looks like maybe this is what Dragon Age should have become. Maybe
2: you know. Yeah.
0: But again, we'll see if this ever comes out. Because right. there's right. a long run of games like this that you see them and you're like, wow, that's amazing. And then they just never and appear like, where is it? Yeah. <laughs> until they come back in a trailer like this. You're like, oh, that's right. There's that game from Asia that we all thought looked awesome. And now we haven't seen it for like two yeah. years. Well, it's like that. It's that thing
1: where like there's a there's a I can't remember the name of the channel or the page. Look at
0: that meter for the horse there. Did you see that? Yeah. What was that?
1: I imagine that's the meter. It's like Zelda. You're like trying to calm the horse down. Oh, it was taming you the horse. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like there's a page on Facebook that like I you love I love that the horse, horse Did you drift. see that? <laughs> it yeah, drifts.
2: Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> by horse. Oh, and yeah. now you can just turn into something weird. Weird. Yeah, rag. I mean, this
0: game looks nuts. Now it's you know it's got a little bit of Shadow of the Colossus in there. Like mm-hmm. it does feel like it borrows a lot of stuff from other games, but yeah, I mean, that's okay little, when it looks that awesome. A little bit of Zelda <laughs> yep. here and there. Now we got a
1: bullet hell fight. Yeah, I
0: mean it's crazy. I mean, I hope this is real, yeah. and this game comes out because you're right, man. It looks dope. But there's like <laughs> a page, there's a page like on Facebook where like they'll do the, like
1: they'll run like footage of like these, you know, especially these Korean games where like they're like, oh, this this game is gonna be this and this and this and like in the you know in the comments it's like this trailer is from two years ago and no one has mentioned this game since then. Why are you running a preview of this right. today? And yeah. it's like I don't know, like, yeah, just one engagement, but. No, it's, this looks, if this is a real thing at some point, I am super in. Me too. Looks very cool.
0: Again, it's called Crimson Desert. Obviously looking at For it, you know. reasons I do not understand because it I do not see It was made by the desert. Black Desert people.
1: Right, but there's no desert.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's and a there's desert in Black Desert either. Though. And there's
1: nothing particularly crimson.
0: <laughs> I don't think it matters. No? <laughs> I don't think Black Desert, there was a Black Desert in that either. No, I mean, I think there was a desert. Was there a desert? It was called the Black Desert. but oh, I don't, it was?
1: not really a ma- It was an area you could go it'd be, yeah. it'd be like calling World of Warcraft, like, the Barons yeah. or something. You know, like, I
0: mean, I'll say one thing. Black Desert did have great combat for an MMO. It, I mean, for an for, MMO. I guess. <laughs>
1: I found it tedious. It was better
0: than like World of Warcraft and stuff, though. Yeah, I mean, it's action
1: based. Bar is under the ground, though. I think the best combat I remember, I can't remember. I can never remember that goddamn name. It, but it was like a, it was like an anime styled action MMO, almost like a fighter Hmm. thing. It began with a V. I remember. It almost looked like the characters almost looked like Dead or Alive style, Hmm. Like, like. So the girls had boobs this big. Yeah, but they also had that sort of like everybody had perfect hair and like uh, like kind of like you know you designed design them. They all with like anime characters. And but I, it began beginning of the like not Valorant. That's that other game. That's Riot. Shooter. Not Vanguard. It was something like that. <laughs> I can't remember. I played it for a while and I can't remember anything about it anymore. I just remember you started in a, sh- a like a shipwreck or something. Yeah.
0: Well anyway, that's Crimson Desert. My guess is it's going to be PC and next gen if it comes to the consoles at all. Yeah. God knows when it's going to come out. So, we'll I see. I mean, if
1: you're making that, there's no re- why would you not Yeah. put on you got to put it on consoles so for the money. Make is. your money.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up, a game Matt mentioned earlier, Warhammer 40K Space Marine 2. We got tons of game, no trailers for this at the show, but they were letting people play it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a full-on build of the game at Gamescom it's gory as all get out i mean that's warhammer yeah um i mean it really does like this may be the game that sells the warhammer ip more than any other that i've seen like it's a good warm-up
1: for the henry cavill series yeah
0: um like this is a good template
1: for the Henry (laughs) Cavill series really like if the henry cavill series looks like this i think they've they're halfway home
0: yeah the only thing i'm worried about like so we have like a five minute chunk of gameplay And then IGN published, like, a 20-minute chunk of gameplay that it had to take down. I think it screwed up and published, like, B-roll. Like, Raw. It was supposed to use for a preview, and it published the whole thing. So I got to watch, like, that whole 20-minute chunk. And it does seem a little repetitive.
1: I mean, that was the problem with the first one, Uh too. Uh-huh.
0: And even in 20 minutes, I was like, okay, can we see something else at this point? Cause, but it is like, it looks so good. It's so gory. It's like, it's shocking at first when you start watching it being played. And then you kind of get numb to the violence and you start looking at what you're actually doing. And you're like, that's a whole lot of third person shooting and hacking with the whatever. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the whole game's going to be that way. Just kind of something that I saw in the footage that just... Maybe think for probably a minute
1: is. it mean, probably is yeah that's what that's what it is what we are what we're here for we're just hacking tyranids up here at left yeah. and right
0: um, but it looks great yeah the visuals in this look awesome and i would say this too matt i would you know with 95 percent certainty say this game's coming out this year
1: considering the completeness of the build they were showing seems yep. like it but it's weird that we don't have a release date yet
0: it is you would think maybe they would announce that at gamescom but again it is only august we have lots of time it's still you know four and a half months or whatever till the year's over, so they have time to do that. I'm um, I'm pretty confident this game's going to come out mm-hmm. this year, um, and it's looking pretty good too. Like visually, I think it's yeah. a real good looking game. So it'll be interesting to see how it does review. I don't remember what did the first Space Marine do Metacritic wise. Like sevens and eights. Yeah, it was it was seems a right. solid, solid but not spectacular. Super yeah. yeah about right yeah we'll see how this one turns out you know obviously it's been what like eight years or something a since long, the last no, one no, like, no, i did
1: i did uh, i went to vancouver and did preview interviews for x for that that was like
0: 12 13 years ago okay so wow that's a long layoff so you would assume it this sequel is going to be a lot better at least i would yeah. hope so uh, but anyway that's warhammer 40k space marine 2 uh next up A Lord of the Rings game, which we probably don't get enough of those or get as many as we should, honestly.
1: I mean, after Gollum, do we need any more?
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we do. We need something to wipe that taste out of our mouths.
1: Yeah, that's called the the old games. I mean, I don't don't need any more of this shit. No. Or Lord of the Rings Online, which is still going pretty good.
0: I mean, this isn't is this like an MMO-ish game? Is it? I think it is, yeah. I don't don't even know what this is. It's Lord of the Rings Return to Moria oh right it's been in development for a while too um this, but this looks look, like minecraft like dwarf fortress with a
1: visual thing it's possible yeah
0: um but it this, looks more
1: like a city builder than
0: anything else yeah this game had built a lot of buzz at gamescom for whatever reason maybe people are just so desperate for decent lord of the rings entertainment at this know. point um, like I maybe said, maybe just people love dwarves. Yeah, that <laughs> could be. Um, but anyway, I think this is only announced for PC right now, or it's coming out for PC first and then coming out later for consoles. Mm. Uh, that's one to keep an eye on. And then there was another game from Asia that people thought maybe wasn't real, and it turns out it probably is, and that's Black Myth: Wukong. We got media for this game that looked too good to be true. And then it kind of went away for a long time, but this game was also playable at Gamescom. In fact, the press got Mm. to play it. The press did huge hands-on previews of it. This game is legit. Um, And this game looks amazing. Graphically, like technically, it looks awesome. I'm not a huge fan of the theme, honestly. I understand why, because I believe it's being developed by a Chinese developer. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, the, the Legend of the Monkey King is right. one of the most popular stories in the history of humanity, so...
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, I, again, I get why they've chosen this theme. just me personally, it doesn't appeal to me very much. No, the
1: Sun Wukong thing is not super interesting to me either, but, like, partly because this what Dragon Ball is based on, and I do not like Dragon Ball, but, yeah. like, it just reminds me of that crap. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know, it looks nice. Like, there's there's, there's elements to that that, is, that that could be interesting, because, like, there's stuff that,
0: like, gets left out of a lot of interpretations of the story, and we'll see. This is also PC and next-gen, obviously. I couldn't see a game like this running on PS4 or definitely not Xbox One. No, I mean,
1: we're three years into the generation. You shouldn't be expecting any old old systems to run anything anymore. Yeah, I agree. You're lucky a guy AC6. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm excited for this from a technical perspective. The rest of it, I'm not so sure. But I'm also pleasantly surprised that it's real. I really thought this was going to be another one of those games that they showed a trailer for, and then it just never materializes. So... Mm um again that's (coughs) black myth wukong and it is a legit game believe it or not next up path of exile 2 if you're finally burning out on diablo 4 this is my guess is going to be your next fix this game really impressed me when do we see it last was it that long ago i don't remember like a couple months ago it was shown and i was like whoa that game looks awesome well they showed it again at gamescom it got it drew a lot of buzz a lot of people were talking about it i believe this one's coming to consoles already i think it's already announced for consoles probably um but you know obviously no reason not to diablo 4 has more than proven that these type of games work on consoles and work very well well. in fact isn't path of exile 1 already on console
1: i think so yeah I mean, Diablo 3 really proved that you could do You're it. You're right. And that it,
0: was the first one that really proved it. And it, it proved really, it to Blizzard, really. Yeah, and it I know, Diablo 3 on console run, plays better. I, I Honestly, like. I don't think I'll ever play Diablo on a PC again. I mean, I did play Diablo 4 on a PC, but I used a controller. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I played it on the couch, and I felt no worse for the wear for doing no. that. The, uh, the Diablo-like uh, controller problem has been solved. It has, for sure. Um, and this will be the next in line to take advantage of those uh, those updates and changes that people have figured out over yeah. time. The first
1: one's good. i kick I kickstarted the first one. Did you? Yeah, I have a I have a box copy somewhere with a bunch of fucking art and th- extra things that I wow. don't care about somewhere in a in the garage somewhere.
0: Well, no kickstarting for this one. No, they don't need it. No, nope. they're, they're established <laughs> now. I think this looks great. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't want to play it now because I'm still kind of burnt on this style of game from Diablo. Yeah, I don't know how many of these games I need to play in my lifetime. Really, but next but. year I'll be ready for another one, and hopefully that's the when this one will come out. I don't think they did announce a release date for it though, unfortunately. Um, But it's looking damn good. And again, if you enjoyed Diablo 4, this is one you might want to follow on Sifted. Just go to its game page and click the gear. And then next up, Matt, maybe in the clearest sign yet of just how poor this Gamescom was, the game of the show was... Drumroll, please. Little Nightmares 3 was the game of the show for Gamescom 2023 and this was the official game of the show chosen by Gamescom itself, What's, and I'm not sure what goes into that.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, what are the criteria But I'm that? sure at
0: some point, some human had to vote for this game, as and several did, as the best game of the show. Now, it does have a new developer. It's being developed by Supermassive now. That, does that really move the needle for you that much, though? No. Me either. I'm just like... I, again... I mean, Little Nightmares is fine. Yeah, they're fine. Game of the show at the biggest game convention of the year. I mean, I mean, I mean
1: I'd, I'd have to see what the criteria are for it. Yeah, like if, and then it, maybe they have very does it have specific to be something cr- that w- does criteria? it have to be a
0: new reveal? I don't know. Like that limits
1: it to about ten things.
0: Because I mean, really, you chose this over Mortal Kombat One or well, that's not a new reveal, right? That's what I'm saying. There must be a stipulation mm. that it needs to be a yeah. new reveal. I also can't
1: really see a European game co- conference picking Mortal Kombat for anything. That's a very Ameritrash.
0: Well, I'm just saying. For example, there was Assassin's Creed. There's like five or six gigantic games there, like that were had I mean, bigger maybe, showings they, in this trailer that's 45 I mean, they, seconds long.
1: Well, they pl- <laughs> did they get to play it? Does it have to be playable? I don't like, think this it? was playable. Yeah, like even for like a judge's thing. Yeah, I don't think it was. Mm. Yeah. You're not shocked though that this was I, Game of the Show. <laughs> I don't. I do not care what wins Game of any show. Really, right. So. I'm not
0: saying whether you care or not. I'm just asking whether you were surprised.
1: I don't know. Like, what else did they have? I guess unless you want to go to something that's been known about for a year. Like that's kind of a problem with this year in general. Is like there's not a lot to be announced. It's just a bunch well, of stuff that's finally coming out.
0: It was a problem for this show for in particular. Like well, they're just really. Worth what other show is there any there big reveals? Year? Yeah. Well, I mean there was still Summer Game Fest or whatever. So yeah, but that's just. The usual, and there's going to be you know, this is game Keeley's
1: ed- usual. Here's a bunch of indie games you've never heard of and will never hear of again, and Mortal Kombat.
0: There will be the Game Awards later on that'll announce a bunch of stuff.
1: Well, world premiere. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Like, but how many of those things are going to be? Uh, you know, yeah. A lot of those
0: world premiere are going to be little
1: nightmares, three level stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's true. That's kind of where we are right yep. now.
0: And that's it for the highlights for Gamescom 2023. The only left, like the hanging Chad, that's left is like. Microsoft said that they are going to blow out Forza Motorsport, and they, it didn't. Like, there was really no coverage of Forza Motorsport from this show at all. The game's coming out, like, in the very near future. This is your last chance to, especially in Europe, driving culture in Europe, way bigger than it is in the United States. It just is. Like, this was a perfect opportunity to reach a bunch of gearheads, and they blew it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. They had said going into the show, Stalker 2, And Forza were going to be their big focus at Gamescom. And the stalker part happened. This never really did. They did like an interview on Xbox's live stream. They did like a daily show from the show floor every day. And they did like an interview with the developers. And that was pretty much it. There's I mean, no new trailer. Fair,
1: to be fair, what else can you really say? Well, they didn't release Forza. a new
0: trailer for it. Like maybe mm. there's modes that they haven't talked about. Like you plan that all out with your media plan. You, you yeah. don't just. I mean, I'm,
1: I imagine they're focused on Starfield right now, and that's yeah. Kind of the end I of guess it. so. When is this?
0: Is this October? Uh, yes. Yeah. Or wait, maybe November actually.
1: Is it? I can't remember. I
0: think it's November.
1: Maybe I'm thinking of the crew. The crew comes is that, out in that like next a week? month. That's this.
0: In a couple weeks. That's, yeah, that's September. All right. Yeah. Yep. Ubisoft's mm. take on Forza Horizon. So, we got really hardly anything on this game, which is a little weird. It's coming out soon. It was a good market for it, but we didn't. So, overall, what kind of a letter grade are you willing to impart upon Gamescom for this show? Well, I don't even know if it deserves a letter grade, really. It's, it's, it just sort of happened. Yeah. I mean, I would give it the same as I gave Keeley's show, a C-. Mm-hmm. It's below average, but not terrible. So, I guess i give it a C-. But not a great Gamescom. Um... And you, you know we were talking earlier about hey maybe I didn't you even move hear anything about it
1: after last week's show like just no one even talked about. Well, I Gamescom. had to I was
0: busting my ass curating content for it, but it was well, I'm sure all it was coming
1: through there. Garbage. Yeah, but like in terms of just like chatter on Twitter and all that, and like your general like kind
0: of you know online yeah. discussion. No buzz. Gamescom didn't come up. Yeah, it's crazy, and all the I mean I had to work my ass off because there was just like. 200 indie games announced that nobody cares about. It. I know no one cares about them again because I can see the traffic on the site and no one watched any of those trailers hardly at all. So, yeah. It's, um... I hope this isn't the future of, t- of trade shows for our industry. Again, the timing is tough for Gamescom. Maybe if they do move it to June, it'll, it'll fare a little better. But if this is what we, we get in replace of E3, I think we're in trouble. So, there you go. That's Gamescom 2023. Hopefully 2024 will bring us a better show. And that brings us to the last topic for Game Phase 356. We're going to talk about a game that I think both Matt and I were very excited for when we heard about it. Well. Kind of excited for when we heard about it. Now that we've played it, I don't know if if either one of us are excited now. And that game is called Bomb Rush Cyber Funk. It is the spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio. Which is being very kind. Yeah. But it's really not... um, it is it is, extreme... it is near as I
1: can tell it is made by people who did not understand why Jet Set Radio was any good at all.
0: Yeah. It is a cell shaded extreme sports game. So if that's what you think Jet Set Radio is then ding ding you have a winner. Mm-hmm. But Matt and I feel like I feel like we have a connection to the soul of that original game and that is what's mm-hmm. bereft. This is not a sweet soul brother. No. to Jet Grindr. <laughs> Jet not. Set Radio at all. No. I think I, people watching this B-roll might even think that it's better than we think it is. I guess I don't I mean it's not like the
1: the gameplay is that off of what at least what Future did to some degree. Mm-hmm. The problem with this game is it does not understand the appeal of Jet Set Radio for one second. Yeah. It is not about cell shading. It is not about just the the skate, the skateboarding, rollerblading or whatever. It is not just about the graffiti. There is a tone and style to Jet Set Radio that is absolutely missing in this game. This is one of the most soulless things I've ever played. They try really it's, hard. They do try really hard, but it's just there's too much cyber and not enough funk. <laughs> That's a good way to um, put it. <laughs> it is a weird cyberpunk-ish body horror story. There's a lot of body horror in this yeah. game. Like People getting beheaded, yeah. And like I sewn back Together, and I only like, played the first hour, but I saw some of that stuff. I played a few. And I went through the first few gangs. You know, it's like kind of, it's, it is structured like Jet Set Radio, where you have to like take over territory from various weird mm-hmm. gangs. But like in the first one, is a bunch of guys who are sewn together from different body parts. Like they're called the Franks because they're Frankenstein's. Like. And look, I will give them credit where the guy who leads that gang is called the Flesh Prince, which is pretty funny.
0: <laughs> but they're sewn together out but of There's also, I mean, that is funny, but it's also... It's also
1: completely off for what Jetset Radio should be doing. I
0: mean, is it a little bit
1: offensive, too? Well, yeah, the whole thing, because they're all sewn together from different colored body parts of different races
0: of but, people. And, like, there's one guy who's... Think about like, Japanese people. How do they say the word fresh?
1: The fr- Oh, yeah, but, like, I mean, sort of. But it's still a pun in English that yeah. works. Yeah. Um, the double and the, the guy, the, the kid, the the guy who it is is a white kid, so it's not like they're going for some yeah. Asian reference. The, the yeah. more offensive thing is that they're all the guys are sewn together out of different race, races of body parts, and one guy actually says that his jump shot's great now that he has the leg of a Puerto Rican high jumper. Uh, and I'm like, you are in some very weird territory yeah, here, uh... boys. I don't know about <laughs> this one. And then the the second group is like a bunch of bunch of it's all women. It's an all women group, and they're like are they angels or like they're like i, I can't remember but I, you know what 25 years later i can tell you that the all-female gr- gr- gang in jet set radio is called the love shockers yeah. which it should tell you everything you need to know about how memorable this crap is yeah um it just doesn't work for me at all um there is a tone in jet set radio that has a t- there's a tone of like joy and soul and funk and it's wacky, fun. but it's, it's wacky, but it's not mean. There's a fun yeah, yeah, yeah. element to it that's just not here. Yeah, at I agree. All. Like it's this, kind of a mean. This is this is a, a horror bit. game to some yeah. degree,
0: and I don't
1: like what they've done with it. When
0: at I say all. they try really hard to make it like like notice like the idle animations, the they're swaying yeah, side they're doing, to side they're like they're doing dancing. A dance thing. Like, you can see they just tried to replicate. Everything about the game, but again, you can't replicate the soul of some no. of a piece. And they of don't art.
1: Under, well, they also don't understand. The right, soul they don't it. understand like, what made it. It's appealing. like all the imagery is there, but you're not putting it together. The like, it's like watching Zack Snyder's Watchmen. Uh, it's like, oh, you use the comic as the template and the storyboard for this, but you didn't understand what this story was. Why about. it
0: was a big deal. Yeah. Um,
1: you didn't understand that Rorschach is not the hero of this story. It's like that kind of thing here. It's like the the pieces are sort of there, but it doesn't. You, you, it's made by someone who did not take the same thing away from Jet Set Radio I ever did that's yeah. for sure and the I don't like the music very much I think the music leans too far into like hip hop and doesn't remember the funk mm-hmm. enough it doesn't have enough of the experimental elements
0: I'd agree um, the music's pretty generic compared really to the generic. original game
1: yeah. and you can see there, like he's doing that kind of dance that the yeah, characters the shuffle, do the yeah. I, but it's also even he even looks bored doing it he does it, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and you get this slide which is an interesting thing like the, the slide is actually a pretty good mechanic like I think if you made a third Jet Set Radio, maybe you would put that in there. But you know what? Even Jet Set Radio Future didn't really nail the soul of Jet Set Radio One. No, you're right. I mean, yeah. like, and I, I argue that Jet Set Radio was a was not just a of a of a it was a, of a time. It was, a, it was something that could only have happened then in that particular cultural time from that particular team and the, and the music from Wavemaster at Sega yeah. at the time. Like, that was a certain combination of people and style and fashion and ideas that happened at that moment, and you can never really get that again.
0: My real big issue is— And to is try is to
1: replicate it is probably to indicate you've already failed.
0: Well, my big issue is that, like, there are things that they could have improved upon— from Jet Set yeah. Radio. Like, the gameplay. Right. Like, it's honestly, you go back and play that now, it feels very archaic. In a, in a post-Tony Hawk world with all that to look
1: back on and draw from, it's very weird. The only thing they seem to have picked up is the manual. Yeah. you know, I mean,
0: this game plays just like Jet Set Radio. It's way too easy. Like, you, lo- there's no real balance. Like, you just lock onto stuff and you just stay on it. And you just mash the buttons yeah. and do a million tricks. Like, there's no skill to the game at all. And again, that is like Jet Set Radio. It was very automatic as far as doing your grinds and your tricks are concerned but that game is ancient to your point how many tony hawk games have we played how many developers have worked on extreme sports games that have refined this formula over time and instead this is too concerned about staying true to some old mm-hmm. game that in the worst part of that old game i would Well, add. especially
1: cuz it's replic i mean it's replicating that aspect of of jet set radio down to the parts of Jet Set Radio that were annoying. Right. You know, yeah. like there were things that... And there are, there are times, especially when it comes to the grinding and transfers and like comboing stuff, and to, especially comboing to wall riding and stuff, that does feel very much like Jet Set Radio... But that is not the part of Jet Set Radio that I fondly remember. No, that's the worst part of yeah. it.
0: <laughs> it's like you're replicating accurately. Like this
1: transfer here, you're like, am I gonna make it? Oh, I don't know. Of course it's, you it's, are. It's just so... <laughs> yeah, but but it's, it's so floaty right. yeah. that
0: you don't always know when you're out in the main world. But after the you other play things, this for like 40 minutes, you know you're gonna make it to that rail. You unless know the, the magnets um, are gonna suck your ass right unless to Unless the
1: rail. camera takes you to a different area right, right. from where you jumped and you don't quite know where you're gonna end up, which happens when you're trying to grind against walls a lot. Yeah, Or if you can't Get that high for some reason this time. There's yeah. been a f- there's a few things there. Where you're like, no, you're right. I feel like I should be able to make that, but I can't for some reason because they want they want you to wait until you can do- raise this other thing up and then jump from that to that. And you're like every other situation, I've been able to jump that high, but this time I can't. The other thing I would say is uh, the world is really beige and boring, yeah. other than the graffiti. Like it's
0: a surprisingly.
1: Uncolorful world. Well, it also
0: completely misses something about graffiti. The graffiti pieces in this are pretty good. It needs more of Mm -hmm. them. I got real tired of throwing up the same tag over and over again. But the thing about being a graffiti artist is you have your own style. You're, when I see, like, there's this guy named Credit from Philly, like the city's biggest writer, I could see one of his pieces. I knew immediately it was a credit piece because it was just his art style. The way he did his letters, the way he did his shading, the way he did his highlights. In this, what they did was they hired a bunch of different graffiti artists and your same dude is throwing up all their pieces. Mm -hmm. So it's just completely unrealistic. Like All his pieces should look not exactly the same, but you should be able to tell they're from the same artist. That's not the case Especially in Especially
1: since you do play a character that everybody seems to know as the best graffiti right. artist in the in the city. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, they've, um, so they've missed a lot of the who, to be fair, points.
1: Gets his head cut off right. and replaced with a robot head, <laughs> which is... okay. What? So, so, okay, weird, sure. The other thing I don't... So, so the main thing I kept thinking about that as you go through the story and you still have the head, the robot head... Why does the robot head have a giant projecting fin on the back of it that clips through every single thing the character goes
0: anywhere near in the cutscenes? Well, and even if he folds like, his hands, his hands clip into his right. body. But like,
1: why give him a thing that is going to obviously clip through everything he goes yeah. near, every chair he sits in, every setting yourself up for like failure. it's just like you chose to look terrible yeah. in It was very strange. The combat is very loose and floaty. And weird. You're always trying to hit something out of the air and like it doesn't always know you don't know, always know when you're going to make contact you do
0: tend to make contact more often than you don't but like you don't always know why you hit something camera has problems keeping track of the combat sometimes like there's the gameplay in this to me is bad and i'm obviously a gameplay yeah. first guy I and, all and the look time. like i've seen
1: tweets where people call this one of the best playing games of the decade. (laughs) Like there are people who are like, basically like I've seen people like this is the best game of the year in terms of gameplay and in terms of grinding and that (laughs) trick thing. And like how amazing the trick system is. And I'm like,
0: that person had had played Tony Hawk games and sucked at them and was like, wow, I can actually play this. But there's
1: nothing here. There's no, there's no depth to the, and like you didn't need depth to the trick system and stuff in Jet Set Radio, because you were there for different reasons. And you know what? Even in Jet Set Radio, there were graffiti sets. Mm -hmm. Like, you could customize whatever your character painted, but... You, there, there were, were like th- there were sets of graffiti, and you wanted to match. Similar. You could, but if yeah. you wanted all the graffiti to have a certain, the same style, you could. That's not here. And you unlock graffiti all the time in this, but it all goes into your sort of bank, yep. and you have to know which direction to start the the spray in to paint different things. And I would forget which ones yeah. which all the time. But yeah, there's no coherency between them really, um, outside of everything having something to do with uh, the name of your uh, the the bomb rushed crew or whatever your, your crew name is, um, which for some reason was only
0: two people until you yeah. showed up. I should love this game, is what I'm getting at, and I do not. So <laughs> take that for what it is. This is like Shane the video game. Let's be honest. Like,
1: With well, the exception of decapitations via vinyl right, record. Right, but
0: is, I skated for over a decade. I wrote graffiti. I'm a DJ. You like, can, yeah, you
1: can even choose to have a normal skateboard in yeah, this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is like Shane the video game, and I
1: still... and. Why can you? Why can you take the? Why can you take the skates and skateboard off? What is the like? I you know. can just run around on your own, really slow and boring. Well, one I
0: thing I will say I do like if about you end this, up on
1: steps. You end up like running around on foot. and You have to press the button to bring your skates back out. And I'm like, why is this? I kind of think that's kind of cool, though,
0: the way that you can transition from skating to not skating and running. Like that was one of the things about the gameplay that I thought was kind of clever. Because with Tony Hawk, it's like you have to click something. Like, here, it's context-sensitive. It kind of does it, like, automatically, depending on the terrain. Um, And then maybe that's something that other extreme sports games could learn. But that's, you know, that's the faintest praise that I can give this game Mm -hmm. at this point. So I felt a lot of times, like, the game just played itself. And the other parts of it, the cinematics and the story and the characters, weren't enough to keep me playing. And so the gameplay wasn't good enough to keep me playing. And then the story and everything else wasn't either. And I just lost interest. And it doesn't hurt either that I'm playing this other game that... uh, a little bit more of a bigger priority, so mm-hmm. you know I had some built-in incentive to not play this as, all that long. So, um, yeah, I I say take a pass on this. Honestly, I, I I was disappointed in it. I wish I'd never played it. Yeah, I I
1: think it's an I think it's an a I think it's, a, an, egregious, like a I think it's yeah. an egregious insult to the memory of Jet Set Radio. I think this is this is maybe the most wrong. It's like I don't I can't I'm trying to think of a comparison of like someone who has misunderstood some. I mean I'm sure the people who made this love Jet Set Radio. But I would argue that they didn't understand Jet Set Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, if this is what you decided to make as a spiritual successor, I don't know what you took out of that game. Like, the rudimentary gameplay, and for some reason you thought it should be gorier and... Weird, like scarier. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, like the body yeah. horror in this is bizarre.
0: Like there's none of that in. I mean, in they could have stayed game. true to the tone and it would have been fine yeah. because we haven't got a game like this in forever. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't have to change that part of the game. So I'm disappointed. Matt's kind of devastated over this game. I think I enjoyed I it. I mean, I never a had, had a lot of hope you. for it
1: because, again, I think Jet Set Radio is, is of its time. And like I said, I don't even think Jet Set Radio Future fully captures. What make Set Radio what it is? Yeah, but um, this is just I like I cannot more vehemently disagree with the people who made this over the idea of what this what this is versus what Jetset Radio was. Yeah, like it is, it is absolutely the wrong way to. I I I can't come up with a version. I mean, I guess maybe the comparison. I haven't seen it yet, but I have a feeling that uh rebel moon is going to be this to star wars yeah like you're going to accidentally end up having to make people root for the nazi empire or something <laughs> like you know, like it's like wow you really did not understand what you fucking watched there did you um yeah. so i don't know like I, I i don't have a real comparison here to like someone a, a work that's supposed to be succeeding something else that just Completely failed to capture any of it outside of the aesthetics, but yeah.
0: Well, you saw the b roll. What you see is what you get with this game. It doesn't feel particularly great, there's not a lot of depth to the gameplay. But if you're interested in the subject matter, the graffiti stuff, the flash, maybe you should pick it up. I would, you know, I would wait till you can find it for like 15 bucks or whatever. If it, that. it is available for everything. Um, it's even Switch. Um, so if you're interested in it, you can pick it up on whatever platform it is that you spend all your time on. So there you go, that's Bomb Rush. Mm cyber funk that's two thumbs down for both of us another title i can't
1: i can't remember the name of this game to save my life like i that for whatever the reason this game doesn't stick in my head the the title which game bomb rush oh i know it's hard to remember i can't remember it ever i'm like bomb what is
0: it like it just doesn't
1: stick in my head we we also
0: have cyberpunk 2077 i've been working with
1: both of these games
0: in the last few days i've mixed them
1: up like three times but also just like (laughs) like like same with like immortals of avium like that's not a memorable title either yeah it's like, I don't know what it is. Okay, jet Set Radio is like, oh, that's good to say. Bomb Rush Cyber Funk? Like, what does that mean? Nothing. What is a Bomb Rush? It means rush? nothing.
0: Well, bombing is graffiti. Right. So, But bombing is when you do the big pieces, like do a whole mm-hmm. train. Um, the rush, rush part? No.
1: Is kidding. that like how you use Rush in like kind of like the, the weird Japanese translations from back there to mean like do it quickly kind maybe. of thing maybe that's what thing. it is like yeah.
0: cause that's their name is the bomb rush crew yeah so maybe they're like we gotta throw up our pieces fast or we could get caught like a big I mean ru- truth of the matter is if you're a graffiti writer you gotta throw your shit up fast yeah they're, <laughs>
2: they're,
0: you are rushing and that's part of the art of it is how good can you do with the pressure on knowing you have limited time people driving by who could call the cops all that type of stuff it all plays have, into graffiti uh,
1: like yeah I don't know like they they're big Rush Limbaugh fans I don't <laughs>
0: That, th- th- yeah, that's
1: what this is. This is Jet Set Radio. If it was made by people who are fans of conservative talk radio. That's, that's my, it's, there's no punk here. There's no funk to it. It's just it's people's just, heads getting taken off. Yeah, it's just like weird <laughs> violence fantasies. I don't yeah. get it. Like, there's nothing in this game on the level of like the fucking DJ. Oh, I know. Who like kind of you know DJ's the yeah. whole game inside yeah. in Jet Set Radio. It's like yeah. there's no sense of fun or joy to to nope. it. It's just it's, it's such. Out. It's such a slog. It's yeah, such They a, missed the tone of the yeah, original. Unbelievable. Like I a misfire
0: on a level I can't I just hard to fathom. Yeah. So there you go. That's Bomb Rush Cyber Funk. Alright. And that can only mean one thing. It's now time for That's right. It's time for Name That Game, where I show you five screenshots from a video game, and you try to guess the name of that damn game. And you need to do it before this guy comes up with the name. Um, A couple things before we get going. If you've won already this year, do not play. Also, we put the chat on slow mode, which means you can only input one thing every 60 seconds. So when we start, don't just start spamming game titles because you could find it figure out what the game is and you're gonna type it in and you're over your 60 second limit, so don't do it. Um, also, if you don't play PC games and you don't know anybody who plays PC games, do not play. The winner of this game gets a free code, but it is for PC and we don't wanna give away a code to somebody who's not gonna use it. So if you're not gonna use a code for a PC game, please do not play, let somebody else play and win who will use the code. And that's pretty much that's pretty much it, it's a simple thing are you ready matt sure okay see if we
1: can see the tire this time
0: that's right (laughs) here is the first image for name that game let's go and as always it's just a texture either you know the texture from the game or you don't well it's not jet set radio it's not (laughs) it's definitely not Okay, here come the guesses. Wolfenstein, The New Order. No. That's a good guess, though. I can see where you would come up with that. The Division, no. Two Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein New Orders. Wow. Nope, it's not. Must have an id tech flavor to it. Quantum Break, no. That's another good guess, Mm -hmm. though. Nope. I shouldn't uh, expect anything less from you guys. You guys are on it, usually okay not many guesses from that first one mass effect andromeda no but that's another good guess mm-hmm. yeah brute force evil oni 5 busting out the xbox launch game no yeah. it's not brute force brute force never the textures in brute force never looked that good oh no no <laughs> detroit no that's another good guess though red faction no these are all good guesses from you guys no re village no all good ones Eric carmenes who's gonna owe me fifty dollars after the Steelers win nine games? I haven't forgot about our bet, bro. Space Ace? Nope. Mm. <laughs> wow, that's a great guess, Justin Horman. Uh, Call of Duty: Infinite Warfare? No. These are all really great guesses, though. I could see where you any of these. Lost Planet? No, but also a good guess. That's the second Detroit. Nope, not Detroit. All right, is that it for the guesses on the first image? Looks like it. All right, here we go. Here's a second image for Name That Game. Big hint there. Mm. Big hint there.
1: That kind of looks like Fallout 3.
0: Not Fallout 3. Not Homefront. Nightmare 452. Resistance 3, no. Hybrid Heaven, there it is. Nope. (laughs) Fallout 3, no. Sniper Elite, no. Fallout 4, no. Two Fallout 4s. A bunch of Fallout. Fallout New Vegas, no. Spec Offs the Line, no. Gears of War 3, no. Fallout, no. I hope this isn't Destiny or something. No! (laughs) It's a Gears game from Consolized. Cartman says, I have too much faith in Pickett. Nope, I have faith in the offensive line and the running game. Uh, Red Faction, no. It has that Fallout color tone. It does. I can Mm -hmm. see why people are guessing it. Call of Duty 4, no. All right. Looks like we're going to make it to the third image. Rage. Not Rage. Nope. All right. On to the third image. And here it is. Come on. You guys got to get it from this. I'm giving you a lot right there. Sekiro, no. Battlefield, no. Gears 1, no. Justin Horman, oh man, oh man. I haven't played that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uncharted 2, no. Dying Light, no. Cyberpunk 2077, No. no. Killzone, no. Mad Max, no. Like a Dragon, no. Dying Light, no. Resident Evil 5, no. Call of Duty Black Ops, no. RE4, no. Simpsons Wrestling, no. Wow. I'm surprised you guys didn't get it from this one. All right. We'll move on to Image 4. This is a good one. You guys are definitely going to get it from this one. So get your fingers ready for the typing. And here it is.
1: Oh, is that Wolfenstein New Colossus?
0: Nope. Good guess, though. Wow we have a winner <laughs> there we go no, i was like mm-hmm. come on somebody's got to get it x lord xerxes gets it with Killzone 2 you
1: know, i'm talking about a series that's been erased from my memory banks <laughs> Killzone, that's Killzone's a pretty good comparison to immortals of avium yeah that thing where it's like this just isn't what you want it to be yeah and there's no real reason why it just doesn't quite add up to what it <laughs> needs to
0: be you know yep and here's the final image This someone definitely would have given it away the hell gas yeah. there, but there was a hell gas helmet in this one.
1: Yeah, I see it down there.
0: And there's also the hell gas banners. I couldn't believe nobody got it from that one. I mean, that or, just, I mean, I can't believe it took so long for someone to get it from that one.
1: Somewhat, it just it, they, those also just look like kind of the generic Nazi banners from Wolfenstein. <laughs> I see why Wolfenstein was a guest Yeah, early exactly. Yeah, for sure.
0: Anyway, Lord Xerxes, great job! I'll give you another round of applause. Good job, man. You got it on the fourth one. As always, you can send me a DM here on Twitch. You can send me a DM on Twitter. I am at Dinfire. You can send Sifted a DM on Twitter at Sifted Games. You can send me a DM on Sifted at Shane. Any of those places, just hit me up and we'll get you your free game code. Uh, We're about to do some Q&A, but before we do that, we need to hear a word from our other Awesome sponsor, soundwizardry.com. Experience the realm of extraordinary audio with Sound Wizardry. With a decade-long journey in sound design, we animate your movies and video games with the breath of sound. Our wide-ranging services include sound design, foley, sound mixing and mastering, audio implementation, dialogue mastering, and the crafting of unique sound effects from freshly recorded material. Our portfolio contains Baldur's Gate 3, Steven Universe, Alan Wake 2, Gwent, Cyberpunk 2077, and more. Visit soundwizardry.com and let us transmute your vision into an auditory marvel. As I say every week, head to soundwizardry.com for any of your sound needs. They can do pretty much anything that can handle any of the sound work you may have for any project that you're working on. Again, as I say every week, they have helped us out with episodes of Game Face where the files got corrupted, or the audio was borked, or Matt and I were like going way over-modulated. He has helped us so many times with various sound issues we've had working on stuff at Sifted. He is awesome. So again, head to soundwizardry.com and hook it up. Let's see. I think we have time for one question in Q&A. We're kind of already at our time limit here um let's see Uh, somebody did figure out the name of that game i couldn't think of with the v vindictus vindictus got it um too quick caprice has no sea of stars no i haven't had a chance to play enough of it yet i got my backer code for that at 11 o'clock last night so no i'm i'm playing starfield obviously and that's a bigger priority although don't get me wrong like we are both excited to play sea of stars so it will be in fact I will probably play it while I'm home. I will take my Switch on the road for once and uh, I will play it on the road while I'm gone for vacation when we come back I'll be ready to talk about it. So anyway, no Sea of Stars today but we will have it in the next episode of Game Face. Uh, Some people hit us up with Twitch Prime. I want to thank them. This is for Vidya Games. Thank you for Twitch Prime. Cody S. Carter, thank you for Twitch Prime. He's the one who knew uh, Vindictus. This is for Vidya Games. So double thank you. Um, Somebody has Game of Thrones back... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Zet Saber says I watched the stream to listen to Sound Wizardry's background music alright Mike's Q do you think there is any chance we get server code for PC games again Emperor Dread thank you for Twitch Prime people are asking for a Luna emote (laughs) and people are asking for an emote of you and I promise you that I will deliver both of those Um, give me a little bit of time but I will make sure that I get emotes for both Matt and for Luna soon um, Looking forward to see what you think of the music, Shane. I'm not sure what you're talking about, actually. Um, but Console, I said, great sounding ad. That's good. Like, <laughs> I hope that's the case. I was very careful about doing the audio in that ad because obviously he's like the sound master. And so I knew if I didn't nail it, he'd be like, nope, that's not good enough. So that's good to hear that you thought the audio was good in the ad. Um, Yakov226. Now that Gamescom ended, what do you think TGS? Do you think TGS will be a better show?
1: No,
2: no.
0: <laughs> the fact that Gamescom was that bad just makes me think that TGS is going to be really bad. Um, a lot of a lot of Western publishers go to TGS anymore. They just mm. don't like. They just have kind of written it off at this point. So yeah, I do not have high hopes for TGS. But I haven't had high hopes for TGS since like 2010. Let's just be honest. Like that's really the last year the show was like worth really covering mm-hmm. um tgs has been on a bad run and i don't see that changing anytime soon unfortunately so um yeah i don't think tgs is going to be some great revelation unfortunately um but anyway we have to wrap things up here unfortunately oh there! look they already have a black cat emoji that people are using in the mm-hmm. chat <laughs> um vincent says tgs will have monster hunter world two, and that's about it yeah mm-hmm. i mean they'll have one or two Hold big me back <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll have one or two big Japanese games and that'll pretty much be it. So, all right, that's it for Game Phase 356. Again, don't forget, there is no show next week. Do not be here at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern next Tuesday. We will not be here and we won't be back until the following Tuesday, likely. But again, make sure you follow Sifted on Twitter at Sifted Games for all the latest updates on that. If you're listening to this show on the podcast services or you're watching it for free on YouTube, it would really be awesome if you could help us out some way financially. You can either do it with Twitch Prime where if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can give us a free $2.50 every month, but you have to go back and do it every month. And the instructions for doing that are down below. Again, YouTube fam, please help us out with that. Um, and if you just want to help us out, period, head to patreon.com sifted. That's S-I-F-T-D. You can pledge whatever you want there, a dollar a month, and even that gets you some on-site rewards. Um, Every tier gets you different on-site rewards in addition to having access to different things and different rewards on our Patreon. We appreciate every single dollar in our Patreon. We really, really do. So, um, and we will remember you too. We remember almost all our patrons, which is pretty awesome. It would be awesome to get to a point someday where I don't remember most of them because that would just mean that we're flourishing. Um, but there is something to be said for um, the community that we have going here and how we kind of all know each other, it's kind of cool. Um, and if you, again, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're wasting your time on Twitter or on YouTube trying to follow the games industry, come to Sifted. If you're an older, older adult, you're tired of dealing with toxic people all over the internet, come to Sifted. That's why we built the site, is for older players who still love games, but just don't want to deal with all the riff-raff in the games industry and don't have the time to hunt around for stuff they actually care about on youtube or on twitter or wherever so it's
1: about to get way worse than normal this week
0: yeah it is oh yeah console wars it is gonna get gonna heat up in a way they haven't been in years (laughs) it's really kind of crazy when you think about it um so anyway um this was a great show i thought it was we had some good stuff in here but the next show is gonna be all about starfield so get ready um but again if you're a patron look out for our content at embargo break on the 31st for starfield we're gonna have a bunch of it for you guys and i hope you enjoy it so um I guess it'll be a couple weeks till we see Matt again mm-hmm. on Game Face. And a couple of weeks for me, too. Although, you'll maybe you'll see me in the Starfield coverage. Who knows? you have to wait and see.
1: So. I'm very disappointed at how few Garfield jokes are being made about Starfield so far. <laughs> this just feels like it should be there.
0: Well, Dave, that was putting the ball in the tee for David Jaffe. Instead, right. he went for the Seinfeld joke. Starfield! <laughs> okay starfield loves lasagna. here
1: comes starfield which is the first garfield special <laughs> That's right starfield sits around the house all right like, Come yeah. on. <laughs> how is it i mean the first day there better like thursday by you know 6 p.m pacific there better be a garfield mod to Matt, put him onto the ship i think i just
0: got an idea for the lower third for our starfield discussion hmm. all right people everybody have a great week We'll see you in two weeks here on Game Face. Until then, Game Face is up and out.